no internet. It's a podcast time. Is that your a podcast? Some kind of podcast. Is that your form of the intro? Our internet. Yep. It's Saturday the ninth. Yeah, I was getting there. <laughs> I've got a dentist appointment on Monday, so I knew what the date was. <laughs> I had to subtract too. So you the know, one, complicated labs. The one time Zach has a calendar event means this is the one time he knows the actual date. It's the ninth of January, twenty sixteen. <laughs> 2016! You got used to saying that or writing that yet? I don't ever have to, so no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I still, I'm still writing notes in 2015 and then going, no! Nope. Like, every time. And that's Rob, and I'm Zach, and in the middle, there's Kippers! Hi! That's Richard Kemp. Still to give him his proper name, Hi. not the weird nickname <laughs> that he somehow has. <laughs> Well, you, mm, well, he gave himself it. In fairness, it's like it's <laughs> yeah. the one time giving it, giving yourself a name has stuck. Surprisingly, you only really like, no one calls me Glacial, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not really a nickname that you used used as a nickname. That was a username nickname. I mean, you can't even shorten it. Is the thing You're like like Kippers at least? You know, it's a nice shortening of DJ Kipling, but you can't really say oi, Glauk. What's going, Glacials? Iceman. Iceman. <laughs> exactly. And then it becomes Iceman. That's no, that's no good. Spoon. I suppose the spoon yep, part. Spoon. Is spoon. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Spoon. Uh, how is everyone? Well, we should explain where Dan is. Yeah, he's Dan, Dan is apparently skiing. So expect him not to be back next podcast. Expect him to be in hospital next podcast. <laughs> I, I know he won't listen back to this, but does it? So does does that not the con, does not the concept of Dan skiing sound very very bizarre? Well, because he's had no previous like inclination towards things of that nature or practice, as far as we know. <laughs> no, he's never skied before. <laughs> he's going to learn whilst out there. Not even like a a, a, a quick lesson before flying to wherever the hell he's gone. I'm assuming Austria. Well, somewhere in the middle of Europe, I'm sure. Yeah, probably not Canada. <laughs> not on a work trip, anyway. Yeah, that's the other weird thing. It's like a work group trip skiing. Okay. So, but like, and that, that seems well, like basically what that means is that we have one day of skiing and then be hungover. Yeah, well, yeah, for the remaining obviously. three days. I mean, that's that just Dan's holidays in general, isn't it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dan's Dan's slightly pissed the entire time. But like, I that seems like. The kind of thing that you wouldn't want to have your entire staff do. Because <laughs> like, you're likely to lose possibly 20% of them for the next <laughs> several weeks afterwards. Well, <laughs> yeah, injury. What is the injury rate? Well, what is the injury rate? More importantly, what is the injury rate for non skiers? Yeah, for like people who are just dragged into it for a work trip or whatever. Well, no, you'd be dragged down from it. <laughs> into the snow. In, 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 yeah, maybe. I don't know what I'm talking about. Just sounds like an insurance nightmare. Yeah, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, does it get covered on, like, company insurance or anything like that? Like, yeah, exactly. If it's what? a company thing, do they pay for your medical bills? Oh, Not that we have to pay for our medical bills in general, but... I bet they... Well, it is abroad. You're probably covered by one of those... Is it the e, is it EBU cards or something? Where you have to, like, carry one with you if you're abroad to be all like, oh, don't worry, the NHS will pay for whatever you do to me. Sure, but that's not related to the work thing. That's just something you should have when you're going on holiday yeah. anyway. <laughs> But it's, it's like you don't really get to do work, do like establishments of employment have to uh, have some kind of insurance for when you go out on a ridiculous bar crawl for like, you know, a work party or whatever. <laughs> I don't think drunkenness is what, something you have to insure against, really. 
point, you hope that by the time that you were actually doing work again, that would have solved itself. <laughs> Maybe. Well, even if it's like a company-funded, like <laughs> unless you like get addicted to alcohol during the booze fest, and then you're like, oh no, I can't get, I can't get any work done without having booze in me. <laughs> I've got the claim against the company because you made me like this. <laughs> you disabled me with alcohol. You gave me this illness. I didn't ask for this. Yes, exactly. So hopefully Dan doesn't die. <laughs> yep. I I reckon I'll come back with a hand injury, just to be awkward. Yeah, that sounds like... And especially especially for his line of work, that's yeah, like exactly. the number one worst injury for for their employers. Yeah, get used to like, one hand Our typing. entire staff who spends the entire day typing at keyboards is now not able to... It, 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 it depends how bad it is. You might become very proficient with one of those weird one-handed keyboards. <laughs> it's true. The ones that are like shaped like the inside of a a, a, a mitt from baseball. A baseball mitt. Is it got a better name than <laughs> a that? A mitt from baseball. <laughs> a mitt from baseball. A mitt. What is from baseball? Like I don't know. Do they have a better name? Like is it pitcher's mitt? Or no, like, I think they just call it a glove. Usually, glove? is it a glove? It's not a mitt at all. Well, it can be a mitt. Okay. <laughs> when is it a mitt and not a glove? Depending on who's talking, I'm sure. I bet it's probably like difference by state or whatever, like in the South or something. As the traditional ridiculous American thing. So tell us about your adventures through American sporting fail videos. <laughs> well, I've been watching not just fail, but also like success, like weird video. Because it's fun. It's weird just to watch American sports for American sports being weird. Mm. It's like we never see them anyway, apart from now we see NFL all the time, I guess, because of the Super Bowl and run random extra games that keep being played at Wembley all the time. Sure. But yeah, all the other ones like basketball and. Ice hockey. They do. They have strange rules. Is the thing, isn't it? It's like there's always that odd rule where you're just like, wait, what? They can do that? Well, it's, it's, the thing about watching these videos is they're obviously just like really short highlights of whatever moment or whatever's happening. So sometimes you have you have to listen to like what the commentators are saying and work out what the actual rule was that was happening at that exact. Moment. Yeah, there was. Some, you showed me some of those clips last week, and there was just some things going on where it's just like. Okay, what what happened there? Like, that, there's the, that, that that looked like a video of just people walking around. There was a thing in, in football which was quite a famous American football maneuver that like became famous for a while. But you know, it was one of those fads where it's like you know the trick plays that they do in college football. Where it's like, oh, oh just sure. walk yeah. and pretend you don't have the ball, and then no one will notice. <laughs> that kind of classic maneuver. You know, just walk all the way past their defense casually. But there, there was one. There was one which was, this was one of those complicated rules where I was like, why did that, why is that the thing where, you know how they snap the ball to the guy and then the guy passes it off to the other guy and all that stuff? <laughs> Football. Yes. But like, the thing is, there's a specific, only specific people can do that. Like, the, the first person who snaps the ball to the second person, those are like defined people and only they are allowed to touch the ball at that point and he's only allowed to hand off to certain other people. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. The majority of the players aren't actually allowed to do anything with the ball, right? They just have to run interference from an interception. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, what the trick play was where, like, they he, they snap the ball, but the guy who's meant to catch the ball from the snap deliberately fumbles it and then has another dude pick it up because once he's fumbled it, he's allowed to pick it up. <laughs> oh, because it's a free ball. <laughs> So it's like the deliberate fumble. That's a really difficult thing to do, and it's not surprising it didn't catch on that long. How does it, like, can they, like, pick you up on that to be like, like, what if they reckon you deliberately fumbled it? Well, it like, doesn't matter, that, does it? Because you fumbled you it. Still, you still dropped it. As long it, as it hits your hands and then you don't catch it and it falls on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
The weirdest sporting move I've seen was, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's in Australian football. Right. Oh boy, that is weird. Oh, the, I think I might have seen the same video. Yeah, well, well basically, like, you can, you basically, the only rule is, as such, is you're not allowed to use your hands on someone's back when trying to get a ball or something like that. Right. You're not allowed to push them, basically. Yeah, you're not allowed There's to push them There's that rule. Yeah. And um, so what they do is they basically just jump on their shoulders with their knees or just land on their back with their knee and lift off of that to yeah. grab the ball. And it's totally legal. Yeah. <laughs> what? Basically, it's like he jumped... The video that I saw, it's like he runs up behind him, jumps high enough that his knees are on his upper back. So he basically yeah. kneels on his back as the other dude is going forward and just grabs the ball. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like extra height. Shit. Yeah, like, so they have to do that. Oh wait, so they can do that as long like they do. So they don't touch them with the hands, and that's allowed with their own teammates. Is well, that like probably? But is that how you're describing <laughs> it? No, like, they're doing it on on the opponents. On the opponents, yeah. Wow. And that's legal. <laughs> that's crazy. I saw another one that's sort of similar, of like in basketball. So it's like it's it's perfectly legal to pass to yourself if you bounce it off an opponent. Oh, so right. sometimes when they're doing like a throw in from the back line or whatever trying on the on the opponent's end where they're trying to get the basket sometimes they'll just bounce the ball because when the opponents are looking at their other teammates guarding them you just bounce the ball off their back, back and then yeah. score <laughs> oh man that's that's because you're doing the throw in to yourself and then you, then you just basket it yeah it's technically just been passed back to you hasn't it i guess yeah that's ridiculous as well and then of course the other videos that i had to watch is all the like the success ones where it's like all the Hilarious buzzer beating NHL uh, oh, yeah. basketball basketball buzzer beating. We're just like throw it from the other side of the court, woof, <laughs> and then hopefully it goes in. And sometimes it does. Yeah, because it's, it's as long as you've thrown it before yeah. timeout, isn't it? It's, yeah, that's crazy. That that one is, especially the ones where the other team has already started celebrating, right? And they go, they can't possibly get it now, and they just land it. <laughs> and I also saw another related one to that where. I think it, well, I don't think it was a buzzer beat. I think it was a shot, shot clock thing where the shot clock was running out. It's like, he's really got a point one of a second. So the guy who was receiving the pass basically didn't really catch the ball. He just like shoveled it as it went by. <laughs> he's like, he knelt down and shoveled it backwards over his head into the basket. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, okay. It's just like, yeah. That's amazing. Because he was only touching it for a fraction of a second before the shot clock ran out. <laughs> I think like the weird thing about American sports is I think they are better for these odd moments rather than being games I'd want to watch in full, if you see what I mean. Like, watching basketball seems like it's just, hey, go on to the other side. Oh, well, yeah. Go on to the other side. The majority of basketball is just score at one end and score at the other end and score at the other end and score at the other end. And then this ridiculous thing will occasionally happen. But Spe- not often enough. Speaking mm. of a big American sports, yeah. Yeah. CSGO is being on national television <laughs> yeah. on the Sports Channel this year. News! I can't remember what's, what channel is TNT or something or was it one of the ESPNs no it's uh, Turner I don't know who what, oh. their, what their channel is but it's the one with who Shaq and stuff does on the NBA and all that oh yeah and by the way the other thing that's American sport related is Super Bowl is coming up and it's Super Bowl L that's great <laughs> we've made it to 50 so now we get the hilarious L Super Bowl yep Super Bowl that's great so t- who are Turner like, I say they're a network owner. I don't know exactly, but I think there's the sports channel called TNT or something. Yeah, well, that's definitely a thing that I've heard of. I'm not sure whether I'd heard of it as a sports channel. Well, yeah, I, they, think, they, I think most people have heard of TNT. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they show like lots of NBA and okay. all the main sports stuff. And now they're going to be doing CSGO. 
for us for a season. It'll be interesting to see how they do it, like what their style will be, or if they're just going to. Well, you know, it's basically the same as all the other tournaments because they've already got like all the common commentators that you get from the other right, okay, tournaments yeah. are basically doing it. So it's not really any different. But it's just the same as what you'd watch online, is it? Or is it the same as sort of like Gfinity's? Yeah, kind of like it's got some of the guys from Gfinity there. It's okay. got like the the big dudes that normally do Dream Dreamhack or the majors or whatever. Mm. So it's pretty cool. And it's going to be like a ridiculous prize pool of like two and a half million or something, which is I the mean, biggest prize pool ever. For, for CS. For CS yeah. yeah. I was about to say, like, I think the, what was it, the Halo Championships have reached That's one, three? One, oh, no, well, well, one million, Microsoft put it? one in, and then the rest of it was going to be funded through the Warzone packs in the game. I think it's hit three million now. Which is um, still not that much when you look at LOL. Oh, no, no. no <laughs> which in is in like 50 million or in something. In terms of League or Dota, yeah, that's nothing. Wasn't, yeah, Dota, wasn't it? Yeah, not the. But yeah, you'll say they, they pale compared to those. I don't even know what the Starcraft scene is like for... Oh, Starcraft's dead now. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it didn't seem to... Well, I mean, I don't know about Clear or whatever, whether they continue, Korea is still whether they continue playing Brood War instead, probably. No, they still play Starcraft 2, because they just released a new expansion. Well, yeah. That's so well, they so still play it, but... Well, so that's the question. Did Legacy of the Void kill it, or...? No, no, no it was dead before that. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was probably During the second part of the expansion. Swarm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It kind of died off. It's still pretty big. Like, in Korea, it's massive still, but... Only because Koreans are the only ones that are good at it. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> there are some good Europeans, but generally speaking, it's all about the Koreans. So we, when we watched it at EGX, that was in, during its already dead phase? Yeah, it was dead. It's dead. Oh, blimey. Okay, didn't realise. Esports, man. Fickle things. <laughs> so that's a well, it was, It's because of what we were talking about before, how it's not something you can just pick up and watch no, unless you know about the game. It definitely isn't. Whereas stuff like CSGO and mm. that is definitely, you can just watch it and yeah. get an idea of what's going on. I, I still think, like, the, oh man, I'm surprised there should be more Rocket League stuff. I'm surprised Rocket League... Yeah, Rocket just, League is, a, is the one that... exploded into this scene, right? I mean, like... Yeah. That they haven't really applied a lot of the game sport the friendly game, stuff to the game, though. No, that's problem. true. It'd probably have to be modded in at this point, but, you know... Was it... Oh, oh, Which was figures came decision. out for just how much they've sold. They have done bananas numbers yeah. on that game. And that's, like, sales, not just... The free period. Yeah. They, they're up there with the you know top ten games of the year type stuff. They've they've done incredibly yeah. well. Well, the thing is, didn't MLG run a few tournaments for it? But now, oh, probably MLG oh, been brought out by. Here's Activision. the news. Also news. Good transition. Yep. News. I knew it was coming because that was leading nicely yeah. into it. Yep. Activision have bought. What well, is it? Activision? Well, I suppose they're the same company. Activision Blizzard have bought MLG for, for the tiny, tiny sum of forty six million. <laughs> Which is like nothing. They spent six billion on a mobile development last year. Uh, yeah, but you know that King Games have a pretty damn good profit record. So yeah, get shit on I don't, I don't, I'm not sure esports actually have much of a profit record thus far. You know, in terms of being a business. No. So you know, I can sort of understand why that number isn't into the hundreds of millions, but. But yeah, and then they claimed that they wanted to make it into the ESPN of esports, which is not really a thing to aspire to because ESPN is kind of shitty. And also, <laughs> it's not going to happen because no competitor is going to let them stream their game shortly. Well, the thing about MLG, MLG as well is probably why it was so cheap because it's kind of been... It's fallen off. Yeah, it's yeah. been dying off heavily compared so, to stuff like ESEA or ESL or whatever it's called. ESL, isn't it? ESL, yeah, which is... Buying out pretty much every other. Like, speaking of buyouts, ESL have bought DreamHack as well. Oh, really? So they pretty much own all the big. Oh, wow. All the big tournament and esport kind of things. Yeah, it's like. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's like the, they saw the need. It's like, 
I, I reckon like to an extent maybe it uh, Blizzard saw ESL's mo- like, yeah. grow and were like, well, stop A, it, yeah. we want a bit of that. B, you can't really have a market like this without a competitor. Um, yeah, but you can't have your competitor be tied to a video game. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem that as well, isn't it? Like, there's going to have to be. It depends how much. Like, just owning it doesn't <laughs> mean doesn't mean anything, right? It depend like Activision and Blizzard don't necessarily have to have their hands, although they will try, obviously. Yeah, you know, they're going to push but, their games at the front, aren't they? Yeah. They're not going to have anyone else. CS:GO on the <laughs> they top. Probably they probably won't let anyone else stream on their servers. Do you reckon Activision see this as a somewhat cheap way of perhaps saying, hey, you know what, maybe this is the kick we need to get Call of Duty more popular again? I Maybe they're just, like, have a hope that StarCraft 2 is going to come back in the non-Korean territories. Because it's like, if you get the MLG in there cheap, you well, might be able to make a play to make that become important again. <laughs> oh, I think they're betting on Overwatch becoming well, a yeah, really important thing. But that, that you know... That doesn't work, as we well know from yes. everyone who's tried it like up TF2, to this point. For, for well, no, TF2 didn't try to be an eSport. That was the thing. It's, as soon as anyone says that they're trying to make an eSport, you know that's not going to work. Like Evolve. But <laughs> that's, the the same, that's the same but with a lot they, of games, though. They don't try and be an eSport. They just turn into one. No, yeah, that's, exactly. that's fine. That's, that, that's then responding that's how it's meant to, to happen. Yeah, exactly. Because that means that's the, that's the community going, you know what, this is going to work for this. And then, you know, the developer being smart and going, well, fine, let's double down on this. Yes. Admittedly, you could argue it took Valve, like, I don't know, 20 years yeah, to get well, CS to, where it needs to well, be. Well, to be fair, Valve still don't really consider CS as an eSport in yeah, some they, ways. They're almost <laughs> not really involved, are they? Because the way they develop the, the game thing, is yeah. more catered for the non-eSport like, <laughs> scene than it is the eSport scene. Oh, 90% I don't know about time. that. Like, Go was, there was the change, right? Like, CS Go was obviously when they paid attention, I think, because the structure of how they've done ranked in that is... The ranked was... The, yeah. the actual, just the way of the structure of that game mode but you, but you is, say that, is but great for that. The, the actual ranked mode... Is has been um, like the way the round timers, the bomb timer is completely different to what the major league timers and all that kind of stuff was. Oh, sure. So in but, terms yeah. of like actual esports, the actual main matchmaking mode was completely different to the esports sure, scene. I, I think they kind of have to. Well, that's uh, just I, I sort of understand that because, like, in a way, you, you need to make the game accessible to all, and then you know, yeah, that's make, like major that's why well. that's the competitive mode. Though I they guess. should make it equal to the esports. Well, they should just have that's like, what works. That's why esports use. Or maybe those. as you rank up, yeah, they should have it like, tiered, right? Yeah. linked to your actual rank. So as yeah, you rank up, like, you progress more towards the esports style. <laughs> kind of like what StarCraft yeah. did. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they still do, but in StarCraft Two, um, the lower ranks had the normal timer. Hmm. Uh, and all this kind of stuff, and then as you got to like master and that, you actually played it at like two times the speed of what you normally do because that's what they play at. Oh, in I, I natural know, matches. Oh, you know, I never realised that. I, never, I always just assumed StarCraft was bonkers, like not that they actually play the game at two times. It, I don't know if it's two times, but it's much faster than what normal. Because when, yeah. when you watch old StarCraft two matches, you'll see the clock going faster in real time. Oh, I never realised. But that. yeah, but when you're in lower leagues, it just goes normal speed. That's that's really interesting. But yeah, I don't, but now they've updated it, so it doesn't. The clock actually works properly now. Okay. No matter what <laughs> speed. But, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think CS:GO now is becoming more in line with esports because they've they changed the round times and stuff again in the last update, the Christmas mm. update. And I think all the leagues and stuff are using those timers, but I'm not entirely sure. But and with the exception of the bonkers new gun, yeah, which they... has been banned from everything. Yeah, understandably. Although um... they nerfed it to hell and it's rubbish now, and it's still banned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like with the exception of that of that new gun, they 
they have been kind of laser focused on making sure CS works and like and you well, know and, and works as fairly as possible in the last like few years. Yeah, but every update they do is pretty much the opposite of what the everyone in the esports scene has been asking them to do. <laughs> so, for example, they recently changed the spray of uh, rifles and stuff at distance and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, uh, and first shot accuracy was um, slightly more random than it was before. Mm. Uh, and everyone was like, "Why the fuck have you done that? We haven't. We've actually asked you to make it more accurate, not less accurate, because mm. that's what everyone wants. Because it encourages more skill, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They want it to be skill, not random, which yeah. is what Valve has been introducing which, a lot of. But luckily, yeah. they reverted it afterwards because everyone was like, "This is shit. What are you doing?" Mm. But the fact that they keep adding these updates that are so not what the esports scene wants, I I can get it because Valve probably don't make their money. From no, they CS make their money in, from skins. Yeah, they don't know. They, they want they want people to get into CS so they can get into the ridiculous skin economy. They don't. They, but, probably, but, they probably don't make out of CS as esports culture. No, but those um, sort of changes, casuals won't notice anyway. No, so it doesn't right. make any difference. If you're going to make changes like that, you might as well make it good for what the esports scene is that's rapidly growing. Because casuals won't care, basically. I don't know. I obviously don't know a lot about Dota, for instance. But like, mm. I can't say that. I don't remember hearing of any crazy, ridiculous updates like that happening to Dota. Yeah, they bounce it all the time, but they never seem. Well, the to, only there never seems to be a ridiculous change to be like the, the, the whole community is suddenly going. Whoa! What did you do? The only thing I can think of is when they switch from Source Two, uh, Source One to Source Two, that caused a bit of a. Backlash. Oh, did some stuff ch- change? As well, nothing like, really changed, but it was b- just because it fucked up yeah, people's it's, settings. It's just like one of those very slight engine things where it's like it's almost unnoticeable, except if you've played this for a million hours and you're kind of adapted to the very precise. It's almost like a frame rate glitch could fuck you at that point. Yeah, where it's like when I do this move, the frame drops by one second. Oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it might be that perhaps like it performed differently on different people's rigs or whatever, so whatever they were used to suddenly isn't good enough. Or Yeah. That's the problem with that kind of patch. I mean, in the end, surely the surely the best solution for all of this stuff is just, like, leave it as a configurable option at some point. I mean, obviously you have to have, like, anti-cheat stuff, so you have to lock down a certain amount of things, but, like, it's like you, even in Team Fortress, they did it at one point where it's like you can turn off randomized thread for the guns. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, that's an option that you, you can just toggle on the server end. Really? <laughs> that's a cool lot. Yeah, you know how shot, cool. shotguns in that game like have a random sort of spray of the little pellet bits that come out? They made it so that was basically a uniform grid pattern. Mm. Yeah. Um, Not very many servers actually used that for that long. But no, you know, but it was interesting. It was a thing place. that you could turn yeah. on. I kind of like that, but... It, it made so, like some, some moments where you're perhaps outside of a shotgun's useful range yeah. a lot more predictable. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, but also sort of made like made those guns effective at too long a range in as well. Yeah. It was like when you when they had the force of nature which had a T spread of of the bullet pellets. Because of the vertical strife of that T, it was well easy to hit people really far away because they're just just like just line that line up with the people yeah. and one of those bullets is gonna hit them. Yeah, I mean, for shotguns, I can understand it being random because shotguns by nature are pretty random. Yeah, and they don't, and they don't do a great deal of damage at distance. It's like I always no. want you always want that one pallet right to be like well aimed. I mean, let's be honest, that, that does like two damage at range in that game. It's like it's nothing. It, like, let's be honest. 
someday in the in, in like what some game, and it's probably already happened. We just it's not any of the famous games. You're just going to have the shotgun where it just projects a circle and like the area of the circle that the person filled is proportional to the amount of damage. Yeah. Don't do it with individual particles. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's well, the worst. Yeah, I suppose that is the fairest way in terms of like, you know, a skill based shooter, perhaps. It's like mm. it's not particularly realistic, but yeah, okay. That that's does... something like a Quake style game, probably that would be the best. Yeah, if option. you're going if you're going for an arena shooter, then sure. Right. But yeah. then but then you could argue like no, no one's really managed to nail an arena shooter of late. Like I haven't checked in to see what the new UT well, is, um, is like. There is um, a game, I don't know what it, it's called Reflex or something. That's gonna be pretty good. I think it's called Reflex anyway, but Reflex. there's a few okay. CSGO, well, ex-CSGO pros that got banned because of match fixing. I've like moved <laughs> to that, and that's going to be pretty good. Hmm. I think it's called Reflex, but... Yeah, because I'm trying to think, like, other than Nexus, which attempted to... Yeah, that didn't really work. Nexwiz, was it? <laughs> Nex- Nex- yeah, some people called it Nexwiz. It's like, it's like Nexuiz, isn't it? It's how it's about Nexuiz. Nexuiz. <laughs> Uh, but that was, yeah, was alright. That was alright. I mean, it it was unfortunate in that it was on CryEngine and so ran a bit like shit. Yes. Um, and was unbelievably fast. Like I've never played a game I think like that just moves at that pace, and you know I couldn't keep up and found it really difficult to learn because <laughs> the only people that were playing it at the time were super hardcore. Naturally, um, I didn't really like the maps actual- either. I, I thought they were okay. I think it was it was just hard to learn because of the way the speed of the game and the way it made it difficult to learn and difficult to pick up. I didn't think the weapon design was terrible. You know, it's just one of those things where something quite all the individual parts are fine, apart from perhaps the graphics engine, and but and somehow it didn't quite come together. And I can't really explain why. Um, maybe it was probably just slightly too hardcore for most people, I reckon. But. Uh, I think a lot of arena shooters recently have had that problem, right? You could shoot Mania was almost too focused. Was <laughs> really... Shoot Mania was a completely weird thing, anyway. Yeah. That was really cool, though. Like for in terms of its competitiveness, the idea of that was really cool. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I mean. I sort, of, I sort of appreciate the idea, but yeah, again, that didn't really take the world by well, storm again for some reason. The thing that I like is competitive games that are pretty simple in terms of the stuff that's in it mm, yeah. because when you like that's why I'm not particularly fond of MOBAs because there's like 50, 60 different characters for it or, or more yeah. and um, how can you balance that like yeah. realistically I, I mean it's impressive and how can that you they hope get to learn all that yeah well. exactly yeah. Even, even from an from an out if you just want to be a spectator you don't actually want to play that game that is an almost impossible task Plus, yeah. they then add a complication of millions of items that you have to choose from when you're leveling up. And then you got commentators that say, like, that you know, the game is so complicated that the commentators have to say everything in acronyms, and and like, because it's quite fast as well at times. Or you BKB. Yeah, and just... the other trouble with that, with that kind of game from from the esports perspective is generally what happens is like huge periods of nothing, and then everyone just yeah. uses all of their skills <laughs> yeah. in one second. Yeah. Because you get your ult that has like a 50 second <laughs> cooldown or something, so you can't use it for so, most. Don't get me wrong, I kind of find watching the international fascinating, but I'm not really sure what I'm watching. Yeah, that's the well, problem. Well, it's like you know, stuff just sort of happens, and you see that one time is winning, one team, one time, yep. one team is starting to get the advantage, and that's about all you can gather. You can't really see how they're no. doing it. Yeah. it. Like the appreciation of the skill is lost a little. It's, it's like there's a just f- why I want to see something like Rocket League. Something's like physicsy, right? You can immediately appreciate because that appeals to the common man, right? You can see what's going on. You can be, and maybe CS:GO to that to a lesser extent because it's 
Yeah, but yeah. you can see what's happening, right? You, but you don't. The, the you still need to is, understand the core mechanics to understand why it's impressive. That's the thing. Yeah, with that to, as well. a, to a point. Yeah. Like the the spray, the spray and, thing. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Definitely the spray thing. Like you can watch it and still understand it without. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But you that won't, guy got the bomb. You won't necessarily have that appreciation of the skill unless you dive yeah. into it a bit more. But and that's is, the same with most sports. And it is a difficult thing to do the camera work for, right? No one's no one's solved that problem with games like yeah, that. It is of, pretty of tough. being able to actually spectate them well. Well they're, they're a lot better seen... at it now because they delay they something like especially with like T V based ones, is they actually delay it so they can choose the right camera yeah, and the like right roll time. back and then it's like, I'm, scan I'm, ahead yeah. I am really interested to see what they do with the Halo Championship because just based on I mean as much as I have to knock them for doing an esports demonstration at a conference right? I think it was at Gamescom or yeah, something they've done it a couple of times yeah they, and you know they had the Liverpudlian basically trying to trying to commentate you through a Halo 5 Guardians match <laughs> But they, but they had integrated graphics into the, into the. Yeah, the esports stuff they added thing, that like, was really cool. But we haven't actually seen any of that in practice. Right? Yeah, we don't know whether that was post or. Yeah. Or whether that could be made in the game. No, I mean, you can do it now if you boot up the game and oh, go into spectate go mode. No, you can, I can, you can spectate like any of your friends that are playing and do it all in that. Can you? I did it to you when I was waiting to join your party. Wow! You can, I, you can do it. I did not know. Yeah, it's got spectate mode, which is really cool. That's awesome. So if you're playing and I'm waiting to join, I can just spectate you while I'm waiting. That's awesome. More games need to have that. Yeah, definitely. It does seem like, in theory, Rocket League could be a good one for already having solved the camera problem. Because, like, the replays of goals, those are almost always pretty good in terms of seeing what the fuck's actually happening most of the time. It just follows the ball, doesn't it, most of the time? And and like the last, the person who's about to hit it and whatever, like, you see where the setup is. I thought maybe it might work if they if someone managed to do like do you remember when FIFA experimented with proper eleven on eleven games? Yeah, and it's like surely that works as too, right? Because it's, it's like hilarious cause that, because that's yeah, there's a, there's a proper that requ- the impressive feat is there. So they're doing all the team coordination, but they're just doing it with a controller rather than with your that would feet. be really cool to watch, but. Well, at that point, you're just watching football, though, because yeah, football's yeah, exactly. camera angle is the football camera <laughs> I mean, angle. Yeah, this is the thing. Games, games still need to do something that's perhaps like you know outside of what's possible in reality, right? They still need to be doing that to be appealing. Otherwise, why would you not just do the real thing or watch the real thing? Um, so, <laughs> I don't know, maybe an 11-on-11 different sport like that can be visualised like that with some central... Uh, a lot of sports work because they have a central object, right? Yeah. Like the ball, it's like it's the thing you focus on, um, and it's and, and it's what guides everyone's eyes. And it's like in a way, you need a match that has something like that, like an individual focal point that makes the drama. That uh, the focal point makes the drama, and it's like if you can make a game that perhaps does that. You know, Rocket League is obviously just football. I'm not saying you need to mimic football, but. It's like theoretically come up with something that has that style of mechanic. Theoretically, maybe, maybe that, that should be why why capture the flag should work. Except that yeah, doesn't really because the majority of the time the capturing the flag bit is actually boring. There's yeah. no actual fight on it's all the, about the fragging to get the flag, yeah. Or yeah. clear the way for the flag or whatever. And there's yeah, and there's still at least two things going on at once, right? Perhaps the better variant of that are things like bomb tasks in you know the old bomb game types in Halo. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like because those were those were cool. Neutral bomb was a fun mode, right? And I'm surprised they haven't brought that. Uh, does that even exist in the new one? Like, or there's probably a way to forge it, I guess. But probably now that forge is out, 
That happened. News. <laughs> sort of news. Yeah. And a couple new maps, which I think we've talked about before, actually. Yeah, okay. I think we did. Which I don't think much of, if I'm honest. <coughs> so that was the eSports discussion, I guess. eSports! Ah, it's a fascinating space still. But... <laughs> yes. And you know what else is a fascinating space that has yet to be resolved in exactly the same way? Oh, what's going on? Virtual reality! God. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Star Citizen for a second there. Well, that's, that's... that's a fascinating space. That's different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> did, we, did we mention the? Oh, I think we did, didn't we? The second, the second phase of that came out of like the second alpha or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about <laughs> that. Version two, long. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, virtual reality. Yeah, let's talk about the Oculus news. How much are you willing to pay for an Oculus Rift, Kiffers? Not six hundred dollars. Well, it's not it just was. Was an Oculus Rift. It's an Oculus Rift, controller. an Xbox One controller yeah. with the wireless adapter and two games, sort of, if you can yeah, call those games. Aren't they really shit? <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, Eve is probably fine. Yeah, one of them's Valkyrie. That's, that's it's, yeah, that still one not much of a game, right. I guess. But that's more of a demo, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, it's like there's only they've, so much you can do. fleshed it out a lot since what they were showing. Like, there's more. There's a lot more to it. But the other one I was talking about, that's supposed to be really shit. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like some kind of first-person platformer, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, it would have to be first-person. Yeah. <laughs> you would assume in the Oculus. But yeah, I, I think it's way too expensive. And it's also well, that equates expensive. to like, they've said it's like four nine nine pounds the UK. Version. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like lots of people were pissed off about how screwed up the exchange rate there. Like no. Europe, it's like oh, seven hundred and fifty well, euros. Well, yeah, that, that that sounds crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but the, yeah, the UK rate is four nine nine, which still isn't great in terms of conversion, but you know, not, isn't. Well, the fact isn't, isn't unusual. Was that the price and the um, spec requirements ridiculous that ninety percent of people probably don't have? Yeah, that's probably accurate. Um, I mean, uh, the spec requirements make sense because you're powering a, like is almost a four K screen on your face at at least one hundred and twenty hertz. Um, that's I mean that's a hell of a display rig on your face to begin with, and then and you know powering resolutions like that for any game. Is uh, requires a bit of a monster rig, so I can understand why the requirements are there. Yeah, what, it what, can, what, but it's not what is a cell, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's what's the confusing part? It's like, okay, fine, that's the recommended, maybe. Like, can't you just run? Can you run the new Oculuses, but with like o- Oculi? We're we gonna call them Oculi. <laughs> no. no, they're Rifts, I suppose. Yeah. Um, are you going to be able to run the Rifts at a lower resolution if you want to, right, and make them look like the DKs or? Well, the thing that worries me is I I tried the PS one at Eurogame or whatever Close it was, VR. and that's meant to be pretty near final at this point. Yeah, at the final res and stuff, and it still looked really like shitty to me, like, and that worries me quite a lot. Uh, but that was like a but those are like 1080 screens, I think, in your face on those. Yeah, but still, I expected way better than that. It's because you're so close to it. Is the thing like actually a lot of the pixels get lost because they're in your peripheral um, when you're um, when you when you put that close to those screens, because they were talking about tr- that being a, I think it was John Carlack who was talking about that being a problem at some point that he was trying to solve. Where it was like, can we make screens that have like actual patches of higher resolution nearer the center of the view or whatever? Yeah, that they have developed something for that. I can't remember what it was called, but whether that's made that into the final product is yeah, I wouldn't like you'd have to get special, very specialist panels. But you'd need and specialist graphics drivers to handle all that. And... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Carmack could pull it off, but perhaps they're not there yet. In well, terms the way of they were talking, or... I can't remember if it was them talking about it or someone else, but 
the way they were talking about it is you'd need like eye tracking so it knew where to yeah it would have to be a driver based thing not a physical thing you couldn't make a special screen because you're not always looking at the middle of the yeah. screen no but I, I guess you could still take it if you, if you had enough of a pan around or you know if you had enough of a field around your vision then you know there are still limits to how far your eyes can pan yeah if you're going all the way into the peripheral like if you're going further than you you can turn your eye and uh, then some to yeah, just fill in the black space if you're going to the what, what is it the full 220 or, or what it is it's a crazy angle isn't it it's more than 180 yeah like you can you can actually see um Speaking of eyes, here's a random. Here's a Speaking random. Speaking of eyes, here's a random conversation fact that I heard that I saw somewhere on the internet and then went, went and looked up on Wikipedia. Just this is a random section making an appearance in the middle of the news. <laughs> yeah, I was reading about the the like the totally weird way that like the brain processes visual information. Yeah, which is messed up. Which is weird, but like it was I've. I think I'd read this before in the past and just forgotten about it again. But it like the, it's the actual explanation for why when sometimes you look at a clock, the first second seems longer. Oh yeah, yeah, that thing. I've looked this up ages ago, but I can't remember the reasoning. It's a really weird bit of like it's almost like sort of time travel almost because when like when you look at something, when your eye is moving, you're not actually seeing anything. <laughs> Which is a really confusing thing. You're only actually seeing images when your eye is still because your brain doesn't want to see blur. So when your eye is moving, it just basically ignores all that data and then backfills at either end. Whoa. <laughs> so like, when you look at a clock and that first second seems longer, that's because for like the period that the, your brain is backfilling, it's taken the still image of a clock and just filled it backwards in time, basically. Hmm. So you're, you think you're seeing the clock and the second is taking longer, but you're actually just seeing a still image of a clock for that what? extra period of time. <laughs> They say, right, I've heard many theories about this <laughs> stuff, and it's like, there's like, the one theory is, is that our, our perception of consciousness can be as much as half a second behind. Well, naturally, which because is, that is actually how, like, that's how long the whole processing part of yeah, vision takes. which is nuts, because our reaction times to things are <laughs> much, much lower than that. Yeah. So, like, we can, like, you know, if we're looking to react to seeing a green light at a starting grid, for instance... You know, we've sort of almost trained ourselves to do that to an extent where it can happen before we're aware that it's happened. That's oh, visually aware, anyway. That's insane. Like that <laughs> starts breaking my head when I start thinking of things like that. Because it's like I may have made a decision half a second ago that I am not yet aware of. <laughs> yes. Like I may have, I may have accidentally pulled the trigger on this fart. And, and, and not, and not, assuming, assuming your butt reactions are faster yeah, than half a second, not, and, not, and not not made the decision quickly enough to realise no, that was a bad idea. This one's going too far. So yeah, that's my, that was the weird eyeball fact that I read about. It's completely ridiculous. Like, I think it was because I saw it on some like random blog post or some shit where it was like. In, in reality, you're blind for ninety percent of the time because you're not actually seeing anything while your eyes are moving. <laughs> yeah, the brain apparently fills in a lot, a lot of what you see. It's like it's used to a lot of what you see because of convention, or like I know exactly what this house looks like. And it's... But then when I was also thinking about it, it's like that also kind of explains why motion blur in games is so weird looking sometimes because you don't actually see that in real life. No, motion blur is only a thing in games because that's how cameras work. Yeah, because like when you're, if you say you're playing Team Fortress and you've got motion blur turned on and you're sweeping your head around, everything gets all blurry. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's not. <laughs> I mean, it happens a little bit and I'm doing it right now and swishing my hair around. It's like, it's, it's not 
totally unavoidable. You get a bit of it, but it's just not the same. It's not as extreme as what you get. Like the the exact the great the great way to sort of do this is like if you're watching TV, for instance, and you're watching, um, say, a sports broadcast of. Uh, let's say let's go with football because I don't think football does this. If you watch you watch football and then you compare it to say an episode of Top Gear, like football actually is quite blurry, like in terms of like ball trajectories and things like that. Like you'll you'll you know because it's only it's only recorded at thirty, right? Twenty five in the UK, <laughs> and and you know you're seeing, uh, yeah, it's twenty five, isn't it? Yeah, just had to correct. My, think about that for a second. Yeah, you, you're only seeing like the the. Like motion blur in a way looks more natural than that, other than seeing what they do on Top Gear or car shows, where the there is no blur. They've like tuned the cameras so like the shutter speed yeah. is so fast for those twenty five frames that there is that the blur is dramatically reduced, uh, so you can see all the details on those wheels as they move real fast. Um, and you know the difference is really pronounced. It's 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 kind of that. That's what where where games are at now is they're using motion blur to simulate that camera so it's effect. Like that is but, that going to be a problem in the Oculus? That's the question. Like, will motion blur make you even more sick? Well, the theory is because it's like you're not seeing the movement correctly. Well, if we're doing they're it not right, not going to have that at all, are they? If we're doing it right, eventually it will go away. <laughs> in theory, and I've seen this on ridiculously high spec projectors a few years back. If you're running a video at 300 frames per second, <laughs> that effect disappears completely, meaning the blur that you see is the natural blur of your eyes, hmm. as opposed to camera blur at that point. You know, there'll be some of it, I guess, but you know, it's it, at 300 frames per second, the, the, the refresh of what you're seeing just is imperceivable. Yeah, so motion blur as a technology will be no longer needed. Yeah, but does that still... Because you still have to hit 300, which well, we never do. The trouble with the Oculus, though, is that, like... Or any VR, I guess, but we're just talking generally. The trouble with it is, though, is, like... It's the difference between just moving your eyes around that screen that you're looking at and actually moving your head to move the view of those screens. It's like there's two separate things that mm. aren't necessarily attached with the same blur. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> there's a logic there. I'm, not, like, I, like, I mean, like I'm just, sure at this point it doesn't matter because just having VR at all is a thing. <laughs> like, <eye shift. laughs> we'll worry about making it really good later. Yeah, just just make it work well enough for now. As you know, eye shifts, yeah, you know, as you mentioned earlier, eye tracking and you know, modeling how humans or animals or anything, anything living really moves their eyes. Assuming they have eyes. Assuming they have eyes. It's kind of a uh, an untapped thing, isn't it? Like in in, in video games. Really. Although I remember, it's, like, it's not something that really has been greatly attempted because it's really hard and like how would you control that other than using your eyes <laughs> it's like all i remember about eye tracking is that i mean it's a technology that's been around forever because the, the only thing i remember for eye tracking is when they used to use it for like showing how bad people were at driving but it's like look oh, at yeah, where yeah, this yeah. person's looking when they're driving they're oh, just it's... looking right there and not leave, even looking anywhere else ever and it's still used extensively <laughs> in like uh, user interface design and oh stuff yeah like that, like and website um yeah the hotspot behaviors thing. yeah Looking at where people are living. Yeah, so it's, it's been used for ages, and you know, I've even used 3D screens back in the in the days when they were still trying to figure out how to do 3D that had like lenticular lenses built into the screen. Yeah, that and then follow used, your and then used, yeah, just a camera and eye tracking software to work out where I was and produce the the perfect 3D for where I was, and it worked brilliantly. And this is like five or six years ago. Like I saw it, and it was, it was amazing tech, but obviously it only worked for one person, so you know they couldn't sell it. <laughs> yes, not on the TV um, anyway. No, <laughs> probably um, really expensive as well. And haven't I been using eye tracking for like 
fighter pilots and stuff like that well, for like target acquisition. I mean, sure, the military aspect. But yeah, I, I, think, I think it's helicopter gunners or something. They use it for like target acquisition, like so the computer knows where to roughly. Uh... I mean, you know, the, the whole point, the whole thing about modern military jets and stuff is like they actually have heads up displays now. <laughs> that's yeah. actually a real thing. It's not just like a computer game thing any longer. No. That's been, <laughs> well that's been there for years. Yeah, exactly. Although it is just like sort of projected, you know, it's a reflection on glass. Well, of some of them because they, they have the, built into helmets. Yeah, they now. have those helmets yeah, yeah, yeah. now that actually I mean that's still a reflection on glass technically. It's a glass yeah, yeah. place. <laughs> I do wonder how that looks if it's like a focal point problem on how they get around that, right? Yeah. You think that would be that be that that's Theoretically, not a problem in VR, I guess, because you're always looking at the screen. It's always the well, same yeah, you could away. always you could always project what you wanted to see at the distance of what you're looking at. Yeah, like you, we can do that with computers, but I guess they could do that with if they had a different. You know, if you have a screen in each eye, right? Yeah, you can do that, right? Because you can simulate the. Oh no, but your focal distance is still yeah. Different. You're you're yeah. not actually looking at that distance no. necessarily. Yeah, that's, that's a tricky you might one. have to have eye tracking for that as well. That's a tricky one. So yeah, uh, Oculus is coming out in March-ish. I think they put it back to June, didn't they? Did I read that? <laughs> I think it was the March pre-orders all sold out immediately, so it's uh, like you can't this... buy them in March. <laughs> maybe that makes sense, yeah. But they're saying that Vive have been showing their new pre-headset. Yeah, series. they have. So a slimmer when's version. that going to come out is the question. And a lot of people are saying that's pretty amazing as well. It's like, how much time is Oculus going to have by themselves? Not long. No. Vive is going to come out this year, and I reckon it's not far away. And what about the PlayStation one? That's got to be this year, too. End yeah, of pretty this much. Year, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be holiday. If, but yeah, I, I, I fail to see how that's going to take off. Well, the thing that everyone Because it's going to cost saying, like 400, 500 Yeah, maybe this well. first round isn't the one, right? Well, like, the thing everyone was saying about it, it was like, everyone was, well... Some people were speculating that because it's the Facebook thing, that surely they'd <laughs> subsidise it a bit to get it into the market, yeah, but like no. make it a bit cheaper. <laughs> but Oculus have said they're already making a loss. Or they, well, no, that's a lie. Palmer Lucky has said they are not making money on these initial sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's like, and he, and he also was like out there profusely apologising in a way, like, like we said this was going to be about three hundred pounds, like a few years <laughs> back. Um, we were wrong. It takes a lot more to make a good headset. Well, it's like. At the moment, we it, we can only have speculation, but the test will be once one or or both of the other headsets comes out and how much they're costing, yeah. so, and then comparing the stats. I mean, obviously, probably the PlayStation ones are going to be cheaper because it's worse in general. Yeah, but that's but that might be the one to kick. I, if if any of them are going to do it, my money is on PlayStation VR being the thing that kickstarts this. Yeah, theoretically, because it's cheaper and because it's in the hands. Of because you have a PlayStation already, yeah. In theory. That's what I mean. You're you're putting you're it on to build a computer. You're putting it on the single most popular gaming platform, other than mobile, obviously. But it's yeah that 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 will be the the trick. And in fairness to Sony, like normally my biggest problem with Sony is that they do something, they do it big for the first month or whatever, <laughs> and then well, never the, touch it again. It's the classic peripheral problem on all consoles ever. <laughs> It, you have a peripheral and then it goes away because no one cares. Sony are trying their best this time to put exactly that fear aside, you know, with, with sayings that apparently they've got over 100 VR, PlayStation VR 
games in the pipeline. Now, whether that <laughs> they means... can play that as well as they want, really. Yeah. But whether that, whether that means... how much of a game any of those games are. You know, my, my, my betting is it's probably like, well, they're just going to be making the games they would normally make, but maybe they've got a VR mode in them. <laughs> yeah, like, like how they did with exactly. 3D. <laughs> like the supposed Tekken VR. Well, it's like they is. announced that stupid robot golf game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a VR game. And that has, yeah. No, that's not a VR game. It has a oh, VR mode. That's oh, exactly right. the point sure. of what you're making. Yeah. It has one mode that's VR capable, and that's yeah, it. Like Res Infinity, you know, you don't actually have to have VR to play that version of Res. For instance, it'll work just fine. But you... the problem I have with the PlayStation VR is, like, judging by the demo I played, the graphics are pretty horrifically bad. Like, not great by any standards. So, if you're building an, a game for the PS4, you can have to literally make a completely different build almost for VR because Maybe. of the graphic yeah. changes. Maybe. I mean, yeah, you're having to... You, I mean, it's it's like doing VR is basically doing split-screen, right? Which has obviously fallen and fallen away from being popular in consoles in general, right? Because it's, you know, the game never looks as good running in split. Yeah. In most cases. Um, or has frame rate issues running in split. And with VR, you're doing that split for one person. Um, so it's... And doing a whole lot more processing, presumably, to keep up with the head tracking, maybe, or... Depends how much of that is on the device itself, or how how PlayStation VR are even pulling that off. They haven't been totally upfront of how they're doing that. Well, they've right? said that they have a processing unit that's it's basically like, like an external box, box that's uh, on okay. the cable, essentially. Right. It doesn't. I can't remember what it does, but it's only like a little box. It's not. So it doesn't yeah, do it, a so lot. There isn't. A, it's basically it's, like it's, it's a connect at that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's just an extra box with some more power in it. Yeah. However much power the Kinect actually has. Oh, <laughs> Didn't seem like much, to be the, honest. Well, the Kinect does quite a lot of work. It's, it's, the Kinect device itself is the thing that's figuring out all the skeletal tracking and stuff like that, and games can then choose how they use that data. <laughs> Badly. <laughs> As it turns out, yes. I still need to get mine fixed. So yeah, basically, Oculus is going to get on the market first, and then they'll have some number of months before maybe everyone shits on them for having for being priced too much, <laughs> or they'll be or they'll be justified. We'll I mean, see. I mean, I, I reckon the 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 release version of the Rift will be quite markedly better than the other two. I reckon Vive will come in at a good price, and it does things that Oculus doesn't. You know, its room tracking thing is yeah. unique, but I don't think that's really going to take that feature isn't going to take off for the majority of people. It's going to be great as a marketing tool. Hmm. <laughs> like, like, here's the car you're about to buy. Let's walk around it. Um, but as a, and, you know, as a specialist installation games, that technology is fantastic. As a home device, they've gone a bit too far. Like, in a way. Like, I don't... I, I don't see myself with a Vive as much as I see myself with a Rift. Well, I, for I, practicality reasons. Well, that room thing, I think... I mean, in your situation especially, I think it should theoretically work because you, oh, you, you have your computer in the living room where there's automatically a large empty space in the middle of the room, sure. more or less, if you move I'd, the coffee table that way. Yeah, I'd have to yeah, shift stuff around, but this room would be big enough, but you'd have to mount sensors in places or, or emitters. Yes, but that's only and... a worry for you because you're obsessed with cables in this room. Well, yeah, who, who wouldn't be? It's a pain. I don't give a shit. I'll have cables running through the middle of my room if I have to. And I do. I'm, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a problem for everyone. But, you know, I still have tons of cables everywhere. As much as I'd like them not to be there, I still have them. Um, but, I don't know. I, I think that is a barrier. People will be like, oh, no, I don't really want a weird thing in the corner of my room, right? There aren't... 
Like, yeah. I don't want it mounted in the corner of the ceiling or whatever it is. To be fair, it's not I've... a fucking security camera. Isn't that where they sort of said they initially they had said some of those sensors would ideally sit? Yeah, like, sure, but what? So what? How often do you ever look at the corner of your room? Maybe you just got to put it there. Wow, people are lazy. <laughs> I think there's bigger boundaries than that, though. Yeah, probably for sure. Right. I think that's probably the least of our worries when it comes to VR. Well, I don't think that's the biggest concern, really. It's about porn. <laughs> that's not a concern. That's a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so I just can't see it. I, I always said this from the start. I just can't see it kicking off for a long time yet because it's A, too expensive. B, still not that great based on my experiences. I, I got to admit, I haven't actually had a proper, what I would call a proper experience yet. I've had, I've used the Oculus like DK ones, I think, a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, it, and it was you can see the promise. Yeah, like, it was awesome. Like it was like playing Elite was really cool. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like I wouldn't pay for that experience. Oh, not that much anyway, mm. because it's just not at that standard I would want. The well, trick, the, f- the trick is in the games, right? Like it will be when people come up with games that work in those formats. Well, the thing about Sony are really trying. The thing about yeah. it is just that it's like the VR headsets have come out one generation of hardware too early basically if they waited another year for everyone to naturally have better computers because it's like they're the vr they are constrained by like the human body they have to render at a certain resolution and a certain speed to actually make it not nauseating as much mm. so they're that's why they have to have such high specs because they need that power but everyone else doesn't quite have that power themselves naturally so if they'd wait, if they'd come out like one year further in the future where everyone will naturally have computers that are better, it wouldn't be such a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like next year is a big year for computers, isn't it? Because you've got well, well the, theoretically, the, yeah. new, the new Nvidia chips, yeah, the new Nvidia the chips, the new Intel chips that are supposedly coming out, which are the the smaller die. Oh shit, really? And all this kind of stuff. Is that they're going to delay my PC purchase even more. God, God damn it! No. Well, well, they're changing all the standards for PCs again, basically, oh, aren't God. they? Like all the new GPUs have got a new. Oh, system, cock. haven't they? Well, and all the new like that, yeah. Intel chips and need different sockets, aren't they? Oh, I'm gonna have to respect my build. Which is why I can't really upgrade mine because there's no point. Because if I want a new chip, it's gonna be a different socket anyway. Fairness, that happens with like motherboards all the time. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. But it's, it's just like next year is the big year if you want to do it. I think because that's when a lot of things are changing. But when this year? When is it? Like, because I know the Nvidia chipset's middle of this year. Like, hopefully the new cards should be... Yeah, well, year. sorry, I meant, I meant this year's when the changes are <laughs> happening, yeah. yeah. But, like, when's the Intel stuff coming? Because, uh, yeah, for, uh, uh, the problem is, is I've made this mistake before, right? I went in on i7 when it was brand new. Yeah. And my chipset is not good. No. It's, like, it's fast, but it uses a lot of power, and more worryingly, runs very, very hot, and yeah. it always has. Well, wasn't the, the new, the latest Intel one not very good? I think so, yeah. Compared to the last few... That's that's just the traditional chip thing. It's like, not they get better on average, but there's always shit ones. Yeah, it's because this is the one just before the die shrink, shrink. So it's like it's, they hit a limit or something. Or? I, don't, I don't know if they hit a limit. Well, they didn't just... hit a limit because they're making it smaller. I know, but the they hit point. a limit with their current process. Yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, is this the one where? You, are you, are you thinking more it. about the the motherboard because they they define like certain um, styles of motherboard chip architecture, don't they? Not necessarily the, the CPU chip itself. 
but like certain, uh, I'm for, certain about... forms of the way the motherboard supports the processor. Uh, I'm just talking about the Intel going, CPUs. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't remember what it was called. Sunny something, maybe. Yeah, something, but, some, yeah. something like that. Normally, like, normally some of that is tied to the motherboard as well. Everyone was like, oh yeah, if you upgrade, you should wait to see, wait for the new Intel chip, wait for the new... And then they came out like, yeah, don't bother, just get the, get the current ones. <laughs> so stick with ha- it's Haswell, isn't it, was the one before. Yeah, I think so. So stick with Haswells. Yeah. Because Haswells were pretty new, like, not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, they release one like every year. I don't think you can possibly suffer with your terrible PC for a whole other year. It's not terrible. <laughs> Yours is pretty easy. You upgraded the CPU and stuff recently, no. didn't you? Or was it just no. the GPU? I, I upgraded to a 670 about two years ago. And that's um, ancient at this point. I thought you changed the CPU when I making that. Nope. I, I have always had the, the i7-920 in there. Which is, as I say, like, it was the, it was a high spec i7 when it, but, as but that was when i7 launched. As we've discussed several times with Rob's computer, it's like, oh, it has more the, problems. The major than that. specs aren't actually the problem. No. It's, <laughs> it's all like, little things that add up to being a big mess. The case is unbelievably terrible. Like, the, those front USB ports on it aren't, aren't tight enough, which is a stupid problem to have. So oh. USB things just fall out. <laughs> mine don't um, even, mine don't even work. They're just there. And it works. <laughs> what they weren't connected for. No, I don't even know if there is a connection for them. They're just sort of sitting there. Because the i7 overheated so much, I've had to fit a aftermarket cooler. But the case doesn't aftermarket. have enough aftermarket, doesn't have enough space. So the, because the, the position of the intake fan was right over the CPU. Meaning that the fan and, the, and the, the, the thing just bump against each other. So I can't actually put my case together. Yep. So I have to have, like, I don't know if you can see it, but I have mm. to have the panel always half off so there's enough airflow. The airflow is terrible. Don't skimp on the case. That's what I keep saying to myself. Yeah, like, I made a, I ma- I've done this twice in a row now. I've bought cheap cases and both of them have failed me horribly. Yeah, um, I always got a really, I got a really good case of my one. I bought this one because it had a brushed aluminium front, and that was it. <laughs> and blue LEDs. It had a few blue LEDs. <laughs> yeah. Well, my one, one of my fans is fucked up on my one because it makes a really horrible noise for like the first five minutes of it being on, and then it just stops making noise for yeah. some reason. Well, my case just stop. No, it's still running. It's just for some reason there's something like the one, of the, like the fan cable or something is. Oh, yeah, I've had that as well. Something like my that. My case but... just has a constant rattle. It's not really. It's a. I've worked out where it is on the case now. It's like this very. It's like the weird meeting of the front panel and the top panel on the upper left corner. Right. Where it's just like once it starts doing, you just like squeeze it and that stops it for a while. <laughs> it's like it's unsettling the plastic somehow and it's making it rattle. So, sometimes I do that with that case because the like the front panel of my case is like a weird swinging door. Yeah. Um. And so if I like have that shut, it start even though it's got little rubbery bits at the end, like the actual door itself. Sort of like isn't constructed that well, <laughs> like and so, and so has it has a bit of a rattle to it. And the only way to stop it if it does that is to just you know make the open the door, <laughs> expose all the drives and whatever. And it's like I've seen you mime contemplating an upgrade for my computer now, and it's not even that old, just because it can't handle a lot of computers. <laughs> well, no, no, I've bought two in the last like six years. One of them was last year because we needed two computers to play CS together, and it was really cheap. <laughs> that's a good so. reason. Yeah, that's true. Like just for CS, you didn't really need power, no, I suppose. That's it. But yeah, my one, uh, I've got a decent CPU in mine, but it's still crap for videos and CPU isn't I'm recording good. and yeah, I suppose streaming. Uh, and... Apart from video stuff, CPU isn't normally the bottleneck. Even now on games, well, for streaming and stuff, it is. Yeah, that's what I meant. Apart from Streaming and video and stuff. CPU still no, isn't really. No, for gaming it's fine, but because yeah. I do a yeah. lot of video recording and stuff, so that's just not up. To the... S- same with me. Like I, if I'm if I'm if I'm encoding our Final Fantasy videos properly, 
I can't be bothered to like. I can't uh, like. You can't suffer how much it fucks with your computer. In oh depth. boy, it has to run at full strength for like four hours, and it's like that's, that's nothing. It took me. It takes me forever, but well, that's because the new Adobe is shit for encoding for some reason. The new okay. one is broken. Are you, what, are you for using encoding, Creative Cloud or yeah. CC oh, I'm, not, I'm, not using I'm, not, I'm not that advanced. <laughs> so I, I need to roll back to the old version because the new one's total crap for encoding mm. for some reason. But yeah, even... Because I, I render all my stuff at 1080p 60 frames a second, so it takes fucking forever. Um, yeah, we're, we haven't moved to 60 yet because it's... Well, the, sto- we the storage requirements are ridiculous. Yes. Constant, that's not a fucking problem on your computer. I'm so annoyed with your constant obsession with your hard disk, which is never more than half full ever. But and you a- have a huge external hard disk storage space as well. That's that's how you keep it good. No, it isn't. Like, it's irrelevant. Unless you happen to defragged and partition your hard disk, so the first like section of the hard disk is always the bit that's recorded to or whatever. Well, which is technically what I tried to do with well, my there, computer. There's some logic to that, yeah. Like well, in theory, you know, the theory goes that as soon as you hit fifty, you're hitting the outer fifty percent of your disc platter. You're losing performance in your drive. Yes, but is your shit defragged enough for that to actually be the case ever? You know, I haven't defragged for a long time, but generally no. Uh, But but it's the fact that put a pour in your speaker. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, cat. In that little crevice. I wonder wonder if I've got anything in the base hole. (laughs) Uh, Well, no, no. I mean, it's nothing to do with like defragging or whatever it's it's just because the outer edge of the platter is like or, it's, it's, or is it the inner edge defragging isn't it because one of the two there's some, there's some physical thing about how hard drives work that's like when it's starting to use a certain portion of the disc it just can't read as well yes it's probably the inside but it's still to do with defragging isn't it because if there's if the file that it's trying to record starts going into that bad zone then it's going to be slower. So it's if it, if it's not got a huge block of empty space that's in the right zone, you're going to be. Well, this is why well, you should be recording to SSD. SSD. Yes, that's well, true. Yes, that too. But then you know, SSD lifespans for videos are questionable. But, yeah, but you no, they're need, still pretty long now. All you want it for is to literally record it for that very video, and then throw the SSD away. Throw <laughs> 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 it away. But if you're only recording it on that moment that it doesn't really matter if it dies after that because you're only using it for that particular video and no, then you sure. just move it yeah if you have an SSD purely for recording that's, what, that's, that's, like, that's ideal see though. that's what because I, I don't have any SSDs on my computer mm. if, when I do my next computer which will probably be next year hopefully I'm, I'm totally putting Windows on an SSD yeah. like, I've had enough of waiting yeah. for Windows I want a, a boot drive on SSD mm. and then like a hard drive for crap that Storage. The, the major game storage, yeah. I suppose, yeah. And then another SSD for when I'm recording videos, so it actually records it. Yeah, smart. To a separate to drive. A build, yeah. To a separate drive in proper, you know, speed rather. Because that's probably part of my limitation as well, is writing 1080p 60 frames per second. Oh, at, yeah, that's a hell of a. Hell yeah, of a it probably causes me problems as well, so. Especially if you're, if you're writing to the same drive that you're playing the game from, that's a. Yeah, that's going to cause you all kinds of problems. I mean, that was technically why I partitioned my hard disk. I mean, I only have two and they're just regular hard disks. But it was like, okay, boot partition on the first one. And then we've got the data on the second half of the first disk. And then the games are on the second half of the second disk. You've got a capture device, right? You're, you've got an, an Elgato? Oh, that's only for console, though. Oh, can you not route the HDMI from your monitor back into the Elgato route, and route that back into your PC so your Elgato is technically doing the encoding? You could, but that's kind of stupid. It is. I mean, you're still, you, it still need to no, hard that, disk, that but that you're saving CPU cycles, surely. No. No. <laughs> because the computer's still having to so the run the game. Yeah, but the Gato's doing the encoding work, right? The, no, it's it the, only... 
Or is it literally it's just only a capture? A capture? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I, I assumed they actually did the MPEG four conversion well, the, like in the device. That's that's like the other some thing specific on... hardware for no. that job. That's what the other thing I'm thinking about doing is buying a capture card for my other PC. Oh, you're in the position where you've got two machines right next to each other. So yeah, yeah and then and then I could capture it on that PC. Yeah, use the second one as a. But I don't know if it's good enough for that. Is the problem because it's not an overly amazing computer. Yeah, you know what? For for. But if it's doing it just for that and not running the game at the same time, then it's possible it probably could. I mean, yeah. If you're even if you 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 don't have to really compress it that much. If you could feed the uncompressed, record it frap style, right? Just uncompressed video. To the second machine. Well, if I can and all record, you really need is hard disk speed. You don't need CPU cycles then. Well, if I can record 1080p60 while the game's running on my main PC, I'm sure mm. I could run it through the other PC and it could record just the video at 1080p60. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. But I don't know. It's all very complicated. It's a difficult. It's all thing. very complicated. All this but, shit. Yeah, unless you have like dedicated yes. hardware for the job and a proper setup yeah. in your house, you've got the best setup of the lot of us for that kind of thing. In terms of like you know having nice hardware space next to each other and things like that. For There's a big stuff. pile of equipment. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's the thing. You need a lot of equipment. It's uh, really expensive. Space. Yeah. Uh, it's just well, that's the thing. It's like you know, even if I built my new machine, right? Um, and I, I'm still. I have a problem with what to do with old machines. I've still got my old computer from 2003. Well, that's what I'm saying. You could keep that for the video encoding, like I was saying. I mean, maybe. But, <laughs> but that was the original plan of that one, wasn't it? We, you were going to keep that for, to be a server at some point. Yeah, and I thought about repurposing beef into a server, but it just uses too much power, really, mm. to have around as a, and it's too noisy to be a, a home server, really. <laughs> Buying a NAS drive outright ended up being a much better option and about the same price, as it turns out. Um, than trying to repurpose it. I mean, I don't um, know what I would have done with my old computer if it hadn't been the motherboard that died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like I just used that until it actually completely packed up. So I, I guess mean, that was the good solution there. I mean, two minds whether to keep this thing running or to do what I normally do, which is just put it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I've got two or three that I need to yeah, just Yeah, I don't get know what to do of. with them, exactly. But, um, I mean, I stripped my old computer for parts. They're all in a drawer. If you want some <laughs> H&S RAM, I've got it. <laughs> That's the thing. There's, there's something about having, like... There's, there's an age point, right, where that makes sense. Like, something prior to XP, yeah. having, having machines of that age... The really ancient about, RAM, where it's yeah. like, this is not even DDR. Where, where, you, where you might need it to correctly run things in DOS that DOSBox can't yet manage, or... You know, old Windows 95 stuff that isn't easily emulated properly. Yeah. I'm talking about you, you don't know Jack UK edition. Boo. Can't quite get that to work properly. Um, you need an old 95 machine or a 98 machine that is of that age with that sort of equipment. Yeah. And it's... But, yeah. you know, that doesn't actually work because 90% of the time you're just stripping the non central components. You don't actually have a motherboard and a processor of the 95, 98 <laughs> yeah. age. Yeah. You just have RAM. <laughs> or, or, or a graphics card. Or an old... Or a floppy drive. Or not not IDE, but whatever came before IDE hard drive. Or whatever. <laughs> yes. I think we've got one of those or a, or a graphics card with a game port on it. Oh man, yeah. That nonsense. That was on the sound card, wasn't it? The oh game yeah, port? that's right. Sound cards. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, bonkers time. Yeah, all that stuff. So I don't know whether I keep this one, as I say, and use it as a recording solution, or like cause it would just take up space. Is the other problem? Well, I think maybe what you or, or just you know, cause, as I've mentioned before, my music environment is kind of important, and I don't, mm. I don't fancy going through that hassle again. Well, it's um, like I, I've done it on mine, and it's I still haven't bothered getting it properly 
it's, to where it was, so it's so, just like I've given up. <laughs> so the alternative is just move the drive, right, and dual boot the system. And yeah, um, but that was the problem. My drive died, so I couldn't do that. Ah, yeah, that's problematic. I mean, I'm backing up most of what I have now thanks to Nasland, but it's just it's still not the same, right? It's the installation process. It's the bugger. Everything installs individually, mm. and then mm, ugh, it takes so long. <laughs> Yeah, I've kind of given up with all that music stuff because it's just such a pain. It is a pain. It'd be nice to be paid for it, you know. It's that kind of like it's so much. It's enough of a pain that you kind of want to be paid for it. <laughs> Look, well, uh, computers. So this year, yeah, I'm going to have to look up this Intel stuff now. Uh, let's hope it's good. Is there, any, is there any more news? Um. I don't think there yes, is. Yes, but I've sort of forgotten about it. Oh, come on, really? Oh, yeah, there was know, like three like, news stories this week, so we've done two of them, if there's a third one. Talked about so much other nonsense that I've just like forgotten about it. Psychonauts uh, 2 Kickstarter? Yeah, yeah we talked about, we that. Talk about <laughs> that. Yeah. I don't think of anything else. You don't think of anything else? I don't think of anything ever. That Psychonauts 2 Kickstarter is the only thing in your mind 24-7. <laughs> yeah, I literally couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> what, about everything or just... I don't think they take a shit, right, Lizzie? Specifically it's about not Psychonauts. It's yeah. that. Really I'll give you a care. shit. <laughs> I mean, it's a donation, so theoretically you can give them whatever fuck you want, right? <laughs> well, didn't, didn't Scalebound get... Yeah, Scalebound got delayed. Oh, did it? Shit. When's that? When 2017, so, you know. Oh, cock. I was kind of looking forward to that. that I think that, that looked really, looked kind of interesting in a Xenoblade-y kind of, but, like, uh, not quite... More manageable. Yeah, kind of way. <laughs> and co-op, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where, whatever the heck that Monty dragons. Dragon thing is. This is not the right page in my notes. Oh, come on. We even stalled for time by talking about Kickstarter shit and Scalebound. Look up the thing faster. I haven't quite figured out how to use, like, yeah, OneNote on Windows 10 mobile is different from what it used to be. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. Final Fantasy IX is getting a PC oh, yeah. version. Oh, that's good for us, I guess, that's, in about two years when yeah, we make it. two years' time. It's, it's said to be coming out uh, on PS4, at least, within the, within this year. Um, and there will be a PC version, you know. The thing about nine is that that's, that's one that they virtually don't have to do anything to. It was a solid PlayStation 1 game for when they can mash it, you know, through the same process that 8 did. Well, you know, as long as the thing is, right, because they didn't make a PC version of of 9 before. No. That's that's never happened. They made PC versions of 7 and 8, and as we've sort of proved in, like, by playing Final Fantasy 8 and and with the original, there are things about it that aren't right, right? The music is obviously terrible. Yep. Especially with especially the, the eight version, that, well, that is not good. I mean, in seven it was excusable because it was like MIDI. Yeah, and they, they, they <laughs> whereas in eight it's like they've remade it but badly. Yeah, yeah, eight is a weird one because yeah, I did a bit of research on this. It's still sort of using MIDI. So when we played the game, like it sounded bad, but it sounds bad in a different way to other people I've watched playing the PC version of that game. Well, sure, that's just how MIDI is, isn't it? Yeah, it everyone has their weird own MIDI somehow. But then there are certain points in that game where it's not just using MIDI, apparently. like There are bits where they use guitar samples and things like that that are playing alongside the MIDI, maybe? <laughs> right. It's really weird. Um, but anyway. There's something here about the new Intel Broadwell. Oh, Broadwell. Mm. Okay, that's the name. That's not confusing at all. That's the name. Not Haswell, but Broadwell. <laughs> there's, there's an interesting rumour here. The i7-6950X Broadwell to be the first Intel consumer CPU with 10 cores. A Decker core. 10 Apparently. real cores? Or yeah. 10 fake cores? <laughs> I imagine it must be physical, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. 
Amen. Unless it's a five core processor that hyper threads. Yeah, exactly. Like, but then again, octa cores are a thing. Like legitimate octa cores are a thing in mobiles. Yeah. But is that still actually useful? It's the thing that I've like. Also, I don't like the fact they call them octa cores. No. There's something about that doesn't sound right. It should be like just eight cores. <laughs> It's like ever since the hyperthreading age, when hyperthreading first became a thing, it was just like, do people properly use multiple CPUs still? Again, there, right? Game engines are now much yeah. more designed for that way well, of it's, thinking. It was since the engines actually became the thing that's yeah. multi. Like you, the develop, game developers didn't have to do it themselves. There, there are definitely certain tasks that have become a lot better at that. But Vi- you know, the video has gone come on leaps and bounds. It's the same regard. thing as like sixty-four bit as well, isn't it? Like. How you still oh. have run into problems where it's like the the sixty four bit version? Come on, there's a, there's a lot of software that still runs thirty two. Yeah, a lot of software. Surprisingly amount, surprising amounts. Um, it's like but yeah. both Dwarf Fortress and Kerbal Space Program have had problems with multi threading and sixty four bit. Apparently, Dwarf Fortress sixty four bit is nearly a thing. He's got it partially working, mm. and mm. Kerbal's something, similarly. Something that actually reminds me, CS:GO has a problem with multi threading. Because I had to turn that off, and it instantly made my video recording that much better. You mean hyper-threading? Or no, multi-threading. Just multi-threading in general? Yeah, there's not oh, the graphics option that says multi-threading on, yes or no. Well, is so that I turned just... that off, and it made it way better. Is that, is that just because then your recording thread is basically on a separate core? I would imagine yeah, so, yes. It's but still, if it's multi-threading properly, it wouldn't have been an issue, surely. Well, I know, it just depends it can spread the load out, right? It's like your, your cores will become... Um, yeah, but OBS multi-threads, so surely if they're both multi-threading properly, it wouldn't be an issue. Uh, mm, it wouldn't that, be different. That depends entirely on how much is being used by each app and when each app needs it. It's, yeah, that's the thing. It's, but it's, if, it's if, a, if, if I can do it, condition. But, that's, but that's what I'm saying. If they're both... They're not using more, depending on how you're multi-threading. Uh, no, not not on how you're multi-threading, but then it becomes like one of those awkward... like. It's, it's almost like que- when you're queuing at ASDA, right? Like <laughs> making an analogy. Yeah, because like suddenly you're 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 then having to wait for the free space in order to get work done. If like so, if CS is using all eight tills um, at once, <laughs> this is a terrible. Yeah, no, 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 I, I get if, what you're saying. Yeah, like but... there are there are moments of time where OBS won't be able to do its job, maybe because CS just happens to have something running on all eight cores. And the same that OBS might want to do a, vid- a specific job on all eight cores at that moment I mean, surely, in time. Surely the and dream like, solution is to be able to like not is to limit stuff to like a selection of cores that you can actually set. Well, you can actually, do that. Well, you can in theory, but it doesn't actually work, does it? No, the OSs have never really enforced that strongly enough. Like you, you always had affinity options, yeah. which is like if if you well, can, please do the work over here. There is then, software then, you can get that does it. Well, sure, but then you're adding basically another layer of processing to be done. I mean, in theory, yeah, but then you're you could... able to select the cores you want to use. In theory, I think there's certain virtual machine software that lets you define entire VMs to only use certain cores, for instance. I mean, that like... sort of makes sense because you're basically replicating one core into one core or whatever. Yeah. So you could isolate two VMs on your system and make them use two cores each, for instance, and yeah, have two completely isolated systems that don't steal each other's power. That's the ideal, right? Yes, it's just. It seems like this whole threading problem has not really been solved, even though it's been around for so long. It's it's not really. It's not because it, it, all we've done is made it more complex. Yeah, right. That's that's all. You just keep multi- adding more cores. That's all multi-threading has done is made how you program more complex and how you solve these issues becomes more complex. 
and generally the you know in in my line of work like not performance heavy style thing if you were to think about this kind of stuff you you sort of don't you don't care what's going on on other cores all you care is making sure your threads work and that they come together in a sensible manner yeah. you don't care where the work is done uh, games are a very different thing obviously in that it, you know where you ice where you organize your power is incredibly important um but the majority of maybe you know OBS, I would argue, is probably one of those bits of kit, or most video encoders, for instance. Well, actually, that's probably not true. Video encoders probably need to be very careful about how they use their threads if they're doing it live. But you know, I don't. Know, a lot of apps out there just won't care. They'll run it where they can and suffer the consequences. Okay, that's all on the news. Multi cores, but yeah, FF nine. Might be good. Well, because, yeah. I mean, the, they can't really find. Surely at this point, FF6 on it, right? Well, that's a different thing, though. Because FF6, you're basically having to rebuild it from the ground up. But it's awful. Yes, but that doesn't. That's not any representation of how it would be for a PlayStation game. If they'd have just released the PlayStation version of I mean, FF6, surely, everyone would have been happy. Surely, you can't imagine that for FF9, they're going to make new recordings of music. They're just going no, to they'll, they'll rip it use, straight off. Yeah, the hopefully they'll just use the PS1 version of the music. They have, they have said they're upping the, the video fidelity, like in the same way that they did for FF8. Like, you know, because. Okay, so yeah. The videos are, are of higher quality than they used to be. Um, yeah. But it's the same videos underneath, really. If you know what I mean. They've used the same source, I guess, but probably re rendered it to a higher res or. So that'll probably be fine. So that bit will be fine, yeah. They have changed bits of elements of the UI, it seems. From the screenshots they've shown. Like, uh, what bit specifically? As in, you know a lot of FF9's interface used to kind of be... I don't know. Well, they've just... Yeah, they've kind of upped some font-like resolutions and like where things are. Where where things are positioned and stuff are subtly different. FF9's stuff was basically more like FF7's than FF8's. They had more boxes. FF8 was all about panels. Yeah. Panels, <laughs> panels and lists and all kinds of things sliding yeah. in from different places. <laughs> yes. Whereas 9, they went back to much more like 7, where it's just like, here's a box yeah. and here's a list. Here's a box with stuff in it. Yeah, so I don't know. That'd be cool. Don't yep. screw it, don't screw it <laughs> up, Square. <laughs> we'll get to that in a couple of years, probably. Square can't be blind to the what's, what people have said about their terrible iOS ports or you know, and the resulting PC versions that came from those iOS versions. Well, you hope not. Anyway. So, you know... Yeah, let's let's hope they get this right. Uh, and that's it for news. Good. There's yeah. not been any Rocket League news. It's just yeah, they haven't even managed to get another patch out yet. Yeah, the the patch with the no, quality of life rank stuff. rejoin and yeah. yeah. Games. Uh, we we played some Rocket League at some point, I guess. Let's start with Kips. What are you been playing? Well, Should we talk Rocket League? Or is there anything to say about Rocket League other than it's awesome? No. Um, <laughs> one bit of random news I did read this week actually was a um, Steel Series of bringing out a new mouse that has like a screen on it. Oh no, I did read that. What is the point? I know you, you can't never look see at your it hand. when you're playing. You never look at your hand. Well, it was barely point for when they had those keyboards that had screens on the keys. Mm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Completely re- com- rebindable keyboard was screens. It, was it the? It was, I mean, it's awesome. But yeah, the, like yeah, the Optimus was kind of pointless. Yeah, like it, it made a lot more sense actually for non-gaming scenarios. Yeah, that thing where it would be nice to have it like change shortcuts for the program you're using or whatever. That thing was cool. But honestly, you don't even look at your keyboard because you're 
touched anything most of the time. <laughs> no, once you learn it, it's fine. You know? <laughs> that's the whole point. But like when you're while you're learning, that's why they still do like those Final Cut Pro editions of Mac keyboards, right? Where they have all the, the coloured keys yeah. to try and help you remember where everything is. Keyboard overlays. That's what you want. You just <laughs> want a bit of plastic that you whack <laughs> over there that makes it feel weird. <laughs> yeah. But the keyboards are all such different sizes now, right? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's made for the specific brand of keyboard, obviously. Never going to happen. It already did happen in, like, the 90s. Keyboards were more standard, then. Not that much more standard. A little bit. The classic cherry. <laughs> well, uh, games? What games. else gives us? Yeah, what else are you doing? Um... Apart from Counter-Strike and Rocket League, we know about Counter-Strike, <laughs> yeah. Lots of Counter-Strike. As always, um, amplitude. Yep, I shit. Saw videos yeah. of that. So you you had to show me that before we came on air. Uh, it's like that's amplitude, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, very literally. Yes, it has its same annoyances that the original does for me. Yeah, it has a, it has a few little you know the old control quirks of changing yeah. lanes and stuff are still there, and you know because it's amplitude by default, you still have the problem with the left and right edges. Yeah, of the world, but you can turn it into frequency mode. Yep. That's a someone thought about that. That's cool. Well, it saved them making two games. <laughs> I guess. That's a weird reality what happened. We were going to make they might as well have said that. They might well have not called it amplitude. They could have called it amplitude slash frequency or something. Amplitude. <laughs> Frequitude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. That sounds like such a nineties like attitude. So this whole thing is nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the whole point. It wasn't though, it was like mid 2000s, yeah, wasn't okay. it? Yeah. Well, uh, 2003. Mid to early, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can call it mid, exactly. I think that was when I bought my coffee. That's probably also, yeah. that's probably more true. That, that, that game seems tight. It's pretty good. It's got a decent soundtrack. I mean, it's a short soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I mean, those soundtracks were never massive anyway, like on any of the previous ones. No, I don't think it's a very expensive game either. Well, yeah, cause I don't know what, like, what, what is it, what its real price is because you got it because you're a backer. Yeah. So I, that I means you get the bonus much. track. Oh, there's a bonus track? From Kickstarter backers. Oh, they was there? Only Kickstarter backers get it. Which one was that? It's by computer controller, so you know. Uh, it's right. probably fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, well, we played, they brought back one of the tracks from Frequency, um, Synthesize. From yeah, the classic. By Symbian Project. It's just as friggin' hard as it always used oh, to no, be. It looks, it's just insane, it's, is it? It's so difficult. I mean, but that's the, that's the joy, in a way, of that game, was like you and I sat next to each other, putting it on the hardest difficulty setting and like <laughs> just mashing our way through them until we do it. It's awesome. I kind of hope there's like a super expert mode. There is. There is. Oh, is there? There is. Oh, holy crap. There's S, I forget. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> super. But I've, I've, obviously I'm never going to get that because I can't, I'm stuck on the campaign on expert, so. Oh, it's, it, that's, oh, it's amazing. Like, they've done a good visual job. Like, you know, they've taken the amplitude look, but kind of just funked it up in every way. Like, yeah. it's the same, it is the same game at its core, but I, have I don't absolutely like the menu no problem design, though. Oh, it's, they didn't need it's very, it. Doesn't no, need it doesn't need menu. it, but it just looks kind of cheap. <laughs> well, it's weird, because it's like, do you remember, Frequencies menu was the was the cheap end of the scale, right? Well, you yeah, know, Frequency had, menu was, like, made in paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah quite, then Amplitude, they went too far the other direction. Do you remember that menu? Like, well, it was all, all like, pipes. Yeah, it was just, like, random virtual spaces. Yeah, and then each menu had a different space, and they did that thing where the music transitions to a different loop as you go to a different space. I mean, that's not a terrible thing to do. Really, no, I, mean, I, it was, I mean, at the time, that was kind of... 
wow, you, that's cool. Like, who, who who had done that before at that point? I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably a bunch of you. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but, yeah, but it, you know, it was still still kind of cool at the time. Yes, they went down that stupid Avatar route that was <laughs> well, properly the, the done. freaks were pointless anyway. Yeah, and then when they turned into actual people, it was like, well, this is still pointless, and it's now even worse. Well, they made a little more sense in the first one, cause, like, or in a weird way, like the initial sort of weird like vector avatars would have made more sense in today's era, right, with the internet and like rankings and that kind sure. of thing. Whereas at the time they were just like they, they yeah they didn't make any sense and then they turned them into three D badly animated models yep. playing mysterious hover bongos yeah <laughs> it's like that was just a terrible idea they just had something to unlock I suppose oh yeah that was all they were there for obviously the the, the key trick to the original amplitude was finding the option that lets you turn that off <laughs> so you can see more of the screen so yeah it's a good game. It's a good game. I have some minor complaints, like sometimes it's hard to actually see what the fuck is going on with it. I mean, that's only rhythm game ever. Yeah, but I mean, it's like like the lanes and stuff, like the zappy stuff is all so wobbly-wibbly, it's hard to see the actual notes sometimes. Well, that was actually that, like a weird... Been, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying, but oh, doesn't the ones mean it should have been changed to be yeah, more visible. I, th- I think the problem we had earlier was the ones that were all in one line. Yeah, it was like there was when when it's not zigzagging across the track, and you've got it's like that yellow color or something, and you couldn't hardly see the, the yeah, notes, okay. could yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? And it was the just, yellow lane. Yeah, that was a problem. Yeah, like that. Just because the original did it like that doesn't mean yeah. when you make a new version now you have to make the same mistakes. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like they could have improved it. I mean, you get a little used to it, but yeah, the only thing we had was like, yeah, but they're all in a straight line. Like it's all on the same button. And because, because the waveforms, that, yeah. that, that waveform effect connecting them all together, actually where the dots are in there then becomes a little tricky. Yeah, they need to make them like different colour or something. Like Maybe. make the dot yeah. just white. Yeah, perhaps. But and then the actual track, colourful, you know what I mean? So you can actually see what you're doing. Yeah, maybe that's all it needed. It just made it... Fu- like Sometimes it's just a bit too difficult to see what you're trying to do. Mm. I mean, they were different colours in the original, in frequency. They were like... Oh, were they? They were like blue diamonds. Oh, always the blue, green line. And a green line, yeah. So they were all, there was always a contrast between yeah. the effect but the, and the... The, lines, the, the, the zappy lines are always white, I think, on this, but... The thing is the same colour as the wobbly uh, see, edges, I, isn't it? Or well, yeah, so I thought they were like light blue and light blue was the problem, like the blue orbs that they are. And they're more now yeah, more spherical blue, yeah. now, aren't they? And it's like, yeah, with, with a light blue wavy okay. line. So I thought they kind of blended into yeah, each other. Yeah, it does sort of. Yeah, that's, it's, it's got, as I say, it's got the same problem as the originals had. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing in a way. Like you would have thought they could have. They made what they said they were going to make. <laughs> yeah. So I have no problem with that. <laughs> But yeah, it just it just feels kind of a bit dated in some respects because of it. Especially the lane system, like they could have come up with, like I know that's what amplitude is, but it's just like you don't you physically can't change sometimes to <laughs> to a lane quick enough to then put the right yeah, input cause, in because the note is so near the end of the bar you're playing like shifting to a lane yeah. to keep the streak going is especially damn near impossible. expert because especially if you're trying to see where the next note is that you're supposed yeah. to be playing on the lane next to you yeah that is really really hard but that in a way I think is, is in in some aspects that is part of the skill but in other aspects it would be great if there was an auto lane switcher so like if you knew you were going to succeed in your in your in this particular bar or you felt good about it that the UI perhaps would show I'm going to switch to this if you get it right um so, you know, perhaps that would ease some of that. You could still obviously then override it, but that, that would be an option 
for how you want to play that game. Perhaps mm. pros would then turn that off so they have more control of where they want to go. And maybe an expert mode that doesn't help you too much if you're trying to skip the ridiculous tracks. Yeah. Um, it's just like I lose the streak nearly every time I have to switch life because I just yeah. I can't physically do that after pressing that last note, change, and then press the right note like quickly. It, it, it requires too much of a mental leap because you're already focusing on a ridiculously fast stretch of... Um, yeah. of button presses but adding, a, adding a second press in the middle of it is, is kind of is kind of awkward you can't physically do it like it feels like half yeah. the time and, and then the other problem is the last note is nearly always at the, the break the line, line. Yeah. yeah so yeah. You, I've moved lanes several times because I thought I've completed the lane but there's actually that one that egg, one note you've yeah. just missed yeah because you've, you've switched just before pressing that yeah. button I think I don't know it's just things like that I, that I don't think there's a great deal they could do about that like it's it's just, it's part of what is that game. Well, it doesn't need it... that line there if it's the end of your section. Mm, I guess. Well, they should have made it just like, I don't know, maybe some kind of automatic thing where it's like if, on the last note you just hold down and that counts for the starting note of whichever track you switched to or something. Like, it carries over that input and it's always, regardless of what note position it is or something. I, I did don't think know. it felt like, felt quite generous on the first note of a bar if I'd switched. It felt like the, it had extended the hit zone the hit zone for it. Because I'm sure there were times where I was miles late Yeah, let me carry on. And it's like... I mean, so, that would make sense, because otherwise that re- really would be impossible. Hmm. <laughs> when you're hitting a note that's exactly on the same time at the oh, start that, oh, that never happens. That yeah, never it's not happens. the same time yeah. as such, but it's the pretty between them close. Really yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like a 64th of a beat. And there, there are yeah. definitely patterns in that that are... Yeah, there are definitely note patterns that are way closer together than they have been in frequency and amplitude, right? Well, there was, uh, there were the just speed. certain ones... There, yeah, they're like the speed of some tracks is insane anyway. But like there are certain patterns that where it feels like they've allowed notes to squidge together way more than they did in like frequency and amplitude. Yeah, you have to be really freaking quick or yeah, something. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But I kind of like that. Yeah, it was cool. I kind of want it to be insane. It's, I guess, in a weird way, what is both? I, I haven't quite made my mind up on this, but the soundtrack does like uh, very heavily on. You know, as is natural for the game, I suppose, like more, uh, you know, electronica style stuff, like, you know, a bit more, you know, a bit of electro dance, there's a bit of DMV in there, there's a bit of weird ambient stuff, but it's all heavily skewed that way, which is odd, given that but if you took frequency and amplitude side by side, the original amplitude skewed more pop compared to frequency's electronica stance. Yeah. And it's like, that's... Don't be wrong. I think all the music in there seems to fit perfectly, right? I don't have a problem with that. But maybe they should have stuck to that being, a, you know, a little more varied in their soundtrack choice. Because um, it kind of worked before, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe they couldn't get licenses, or I don't know. Or maybe there aren't so many metal artists that are willing to work. Well, for like, me personally, what, that's... Like, what are Fear Factory up to? Fear Factory like Harmonix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, well, they didn't have the money for licenses, did they? All that stuff that no. they added in there was. Like most of their stuff is either their own stuff or stuff I mean, they've had previous agreements with. Yeah, so. I mean, we noticed one track on the list was actually submitted by a Kickstarter backer. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, this is good. We'll yeah. put that in the game." And there's a there's one from Danny Baranowski. Yeah, that is awesome. One by the from C four eight. Yeah, the Minecraft, Minecraft music. Dude, yeah, <laughs> no yeah. chips though. 
no, no chips off. Thank you very there were some other people I've forgotten their names of as well. Uh, like. Darren Corb from um, yeah. the Bastion and Transistor soundtracks is in there. Um, yeah. The I don't really know. Skullgirls. Oh, yeah, there's a track from Skullgirls in there. Yeah, that's weird. That's the most out of place of the lot, actually. In a way. There's some Freeze Pop. That Freeze Pop song is, that freeze pop song is good. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good Freeze Pop song. There always has to be one. Absolutely. If there wasn't, I'd be quite upset. Yeah. So, so overall, I'm pretty happy with it. It's it's exactly it's what you expect it to be. It's. I just wish they'd sort out some of the little niggles that I was talking about, mm. but they haven't. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any sort of word on if they will do a DLC plan for it? Oh, I'm pretty sure that's it. They're not going to. This do, is just the game. Yeah. Pretty certain they're just going to leave it as is. But oh, it's cool that it exists, though. I'm I'm really glad they they pulled it off. Yeah, and just just actually did it. What else you play, Kevers? Burr. Um, <laughs> Burr. That game. Um, like the butter game. Burr. Heroes of the Storm, believe it or not. No. Oh. The other hots. Yep. Yes. <laughs> the other hots. Or well, the other hots is non existent now. Well, oh, yeah, I guess Heart of the Swarm isn't a thing anymore. No. It's all Legacy of the Void now. Were you incredibly confused? No, because it's incredibly simple. Good. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, it's really simple. Uh, it's kind of reminded me of Awesome Noughts in, in that respect. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's basically the same structure as Awesome Noughts in that you fight, you level up, mm. and then you buy your upgrade tree. You it has an upgrade path. tree, yeah. basically, that you choose, and then that's it. And, but the weird thing about it is, which I kind of don't like, is the maps, each individual map has a quirk. They have objectives, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they have yeah. an objective, and that kind of kills it for me because... Although, obviously, it's balanced because you're both fighting for the same things, mm. but at the same time, like, it kind of it kind of ruins that fight of trying to beat the Nexus first, because some yeah. of them, like... Because you're not concentrating on that actual yeah, main thing yeah. any longer. Because basically, you can go just for the objective, and some of them, some of the maps, you can win the game just by doing that, and everything you've been doing to defeat the lanes oh, right. so is the completely obje- irrelevant. But- so the objectives don't actually help you win the lanes necessarily or not win, always or, no. or fight your way to the end base. sometimes they do uh, but there's one okay, like so that, a... that was my understanding is that that, that was what the, the whole objective system was so that it was actually just a way of perhaps assisting you complete what is the regular MOBA objective yeah some of them do some of them don't I mean the one that comes to mind is a pirate one where you have to get collect gold from defeating like the you know, like, mini bosses sort of thing yeah you know like you get those special mobs yeah, yeah, on yeah, MOBA yeah. games yeah, yeah the jungles uh, by killing those you get you can uh, destroy treasure chests and get gold that sure. you then pay into the pirate dude <laughs> uh, and then once you've paid enough gold it fires cannons okay um, I don't oh know if, but that can just damage the but it goes base. straight to the nexus oh boy right yeah. so basically the, if you win all the objective things then you just win by that hitting the nexus uh, enough okay. to kill it yeah, and maybe. it makes all the lane stuff completely pointless maybe, yeah maybe that doesn't work I, so I can't remember if it was the pirate map but it's one of the maps that there's, there's two or three that have that cannon mechanic but Mm. There's only one that goes directly for the Nexus, and I think the other ones you they it goes for like the turrets. It's one yeah. of those things where I don't know if that adds strategy or if it kind or, of it, or, or just adds annoyance. Well, it's, it's like, like it adds too much strategy for general public play almost. Because, <laughs> like if you're yeah, high yeah, tier yeah, and you're like, it. okay, you're going to be our special player who goes who goes and does that or whatever. In rank, it's why you have work. But, it's like why you have junglers or whatever. Yeah. Like, apart from yeah. when it's a class that needs I'm, to jungle to whatever. <laughs> to draw a very rough parallel, I, I've sort of 
the more I've been playing of Halo 5's Warzone, for instance, the that's more what I've I was thinking been, of. I was about to say the more that. I've sort of actually <laughs> been falling off that core Warzone mode, right? I mean, it's it's kind of cool in theory, but it's just not. There's too much going on to try and coordinate a decent winning plan. What is you the winning strategy? Exactly. I don't. I mean, surely there will be. I guess if you had a proper team of twelve people you were working with, right, and you could talk to each other and try and deal with it. But it's like. I don't know, when you're just out there playing it as pretty much everyone is, right? I assume that all the matches just go to kill count, right? Uh, mostly, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go to any of the secondary stuff. I mean, every now and then you get a, like a, like a, a steamroller, right? And someone manages to take out the core. Right. But that is incredibly rare compared to just some bastards just managing to last hit all the, the bloody mini bosses. Yeah. And I mean, and that is what normally happens now. You'll you'll be stuck. You'll be in a nice grueling fight with a mini boss. You'll be doing well, and then a single bastard will turn up and get the last hit with an SMG, and you're like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> we worked for that, and we got no benefit for it." Yeah, that's and, a problem. And that, that is my problem with Warzone mode, in that they're like, who wins and who loses doesn't feel like the team. You know, it doesn't. There's the odd occasion where it does. Um, the new Noctis level, for instance, I think is actually pretty good of being uh, feeling like if your team is 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 controlling things well, then they are going to win. Whereas you know the other maps, you can sort of get by with not really caring that much sometimes, and it can swing even way. But yeah, I don't know. Warzone, I think, is problematic. So I want, I, I do wonder if that same problem is applying here. That there's like by adding an extra layer, have they actually just made it slightly more confusing as to what you should be doing? I mean, I, I I don't see it as a problem as such when you get to ranked. But because it, you have to be level 30 to play ranked, I, I haven't even hmm, got to try any of that stuff. Yes, but... the, the classic problem of like uncoordinated public servants. Yeah. <laughs> People so don't know what they're doing, basically. and everyone's just running yeah. around randomly. I mean, if you're playing ranked, everyone's going to be trying to do, do it, it properly. properly. Yeah. But when I'm, because obviously you have to play casual mode to get to ranked. And also it's like before ranked, it's like people, people don't know what the they're doing. People learning the character. Yeah. People don't know what the, how to do the objectives. Like that was part of my problem as well. I'm part of the problem. Yes. Because <laughs> I didn't know what to do to do the objective. Should. Well, here's the thing, right? I had a moment, right? Where, <laughs> where last year, well, I installed a Dota 2. Yeah. And I thought, I maybe, tried Dota and I thought yeah. maybe I'll do this. But I never actually fired it up. I tried Dota 2, and it was it was fun. I enjoyed it, but it was way too complicated. Yeah, just, just, way just, too, just too impenetrable. For yeah, it's like just you. I don't have the time to learn it. Yeah. Whereas Heroes of the Storm, you can learn. You don't really need to learn it. Right. I mean, there's a, the, you, you pick up enough, and then like the finesse comes later, right? Yeah, you can, you can get as in-depth into it as you want, but you can easily play it without... You can have a good time without knowing too yeah. much. Okay, as long fine. as you know how to play the maps. Like, that's the main thing. And then and know your character that you're using a bit, you know what your benefits of using your character are. Sure. Then you can you can take part and have a good time with it. So I guess the natural next question is, should Zach and I join you? <laughs> I think you it'd be good fun trying it. Yeah, it's pretty. As I say, it's, I pretty, mean, it's free to play, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's free to play. Yeah, and it's pretty light-hearted and. How does its free to play structure work? Is it like um, a League of Legends? Like, yeah. Like free character rotation. And, yeah. Okay. Is there any way of unlocking them with, without money? Do you yeah, some, yes, you earn gold, and you can buy characters with it. Okay. You don't earn a lot of gold, though. Nice. So, <laughs> and there, obviously there's a level, I presume there's a level cap, 
um, which I think is forty, is your highest level right, you can okay. get. So, as far so as I know. So unless you're a paying user, like you can't, you can. You're, get you're so only going to be able to get a few characters, but there are like daily challenges that give you more gold and stuff like that. Okay. Oh right, so you just basically stop being able to gain experience through play. Yeah. Play, yeah, I don't know if that's the case, but I could only see up to level forty. Uh, okay. But unless forty is the actual cap. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think that is the cap, but the cap, the cap of the caps. But yeah, but you, you can buy some of them. You can't because you can only buy with real money, as far as I know. Right. But there's very few of those, and obviously some cost more than others. That's one of those things, right? I'm not necessarily against a model like that if you've been playing it for enough hours. That where you know putting a couple of quid down for a character. Like, I mean, what kind of prices are we talking here? Is it? Yeah, they're not expensive. I think two or three pounds. No, okay. That's Maybe four pound for a character, depending who it is. Or do they, what it do is, they have but... a way of like try before you buy? Because yeah, that's... there is a there is a try. All right, uh, you then, can try them all out. Then that sounds like an okay model to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no problems with that. The only issue is um, for free users is if you start using a character that you like and then it rotates out, oh, you're right, kind yeah, of yeah. fucked because <laughs> yeah. you have to then learn another one or whatever. But yeah, or just have... buy it. This is what they want you to yeah. do, presumably. Yeah. They're kind of forcing you, right? If you like that character, buy it. Because presumably, the, like the like the team layouts at first must be tricky, right? If you're all in, like, because everyone presumably there's a much higher volume of people playing the free character. Oh uh, yeah, if pretty much everyone in the casual will be using the free characters, and it's a complete do, do clusterfuck. Always, <laughs> is it? Is it always just one, or do they have a couple of characters? No, it's like so seven or eight. Oh wow! So okay. I think maybe maybe it's what, six. three at a time. Three at a time. Yeah. Oh okay. So, so you can always build good teams. I think it match makes you depending on who you pick as well, but I'm not 100% on that. Oh, so make sure you have a range of people in your team. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's smart though. I that think was... I think it does, but I'm not 100% on that. Oh, so you don't, you don't get dropped into a room and it does like a like an international style no, picking No, 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 you or... pick your character before you match make. Oh, weird. So you don't have, at least in unranked, well, I, I guess maybe that's... in ranked you do that, but... I guess that makes sense if you want to actually play as a specific character, right? So that's, that's the awesome normal yeah. strategy, right? It's yeah. A, you can't... I mean, well, actually, also Nauts does it a little differently. You can see what the other people... You, you pick at the same... It's, yeah. it's like the... You can see what your other teammates yeah. have picked, but yeah. But yeah, in this, you pick before you even match make. So. Mm. I mean, yeah, if but, you want to play as a certain character, that's probably the only way you could, right? Yeah, but I, I don't know how that works in ranked, as I say, because I'm, I'm yeah, not that, there, but... That, that must be different. I would have thought it'd be the same as proper Dota yeah. 2 style yeah, or whatever. A picking phase. But yeah, overall it's pretty pretty good. Like I, I I've played it for quite a few hours actually. Games last about twenty to forty minutes, which mm. isn't that's, overly that's horrendous. Good length. And um, yeah, as I say, casual is a bit of a clusterfuck because I I was part of the problem as well. I didn't know what I was doing on half the maps because you have to learn how, what the objectives are and how to do the objectives. But, yeah. But I guess maybe that's why they put that arbitrary. Like you need to be at this level before. You can rank. Yeah, and there's still stuff I don't understand. Like, I seem to die, like, really easily compared to what I do to other people. Mm. But that's just part of the character. character. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I don't don't really know, but it's still pretty fun. And I I have been able to do decently, you know. I've jumped in and I've got, like, kills and (laughs) actually done stuff, which is more like I say for half the other MOBAs out there. Yeah. I I always wish those games, like, uh, you know, and I mentioned this to you earlier, but, like, just for the record, uh, uh, once more, I always wish those games came with a more, it, n- not necessarily controller-friendly control scheme, but more direct rather than the classic, you know, StarCraft mod control scheme. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't see why those games always have to be. I, I need to control this like a like a strategy game with only one guy. 
Like, you know, why can't I just take direct control and do this? Um, even if it's just like like WASMD to move my character around and mouse to perhaps aim things. Well, there are right? reasons it's for just... it. So you can like you don't you can go round the map while you your character's moving. So, yeah, there are reasons for it, I guess. Mm, maybe. Like as I say, you can. Yeah, you can look tell, tell your character to move over here while you while you are looking somewhere yeah. else and all this kind of stuff, which you wouldn't be able to do if it was direct but, I don't, but I'm not necessarily sure that's a great idea anyway in terms of like vision spheres and things like that. But it's. I'd want my team to tell me about stuff like that rather than me seeking it out myself, if you know what I mean. That's, that sounds to, uh, that, that's just a personal preference. It's like, but I, there are tactical I, I kind of want other... reasons for it as well, though, aren't there? Like, if, if there's a battle going on here, you can, um, watch what's going on and then pick your moment for when you oh, appear. Come in. Yeah, that's true. So there are reasons for it. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, 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 I, I definitely see that. I just think maybe that's especially not my for higher level play. I imagine maybe, that's when it comes yeah. into play more. Yeah, I think maybe that wouldn't be my preference in a game of that style. But then no one seems to have done the MOBA that I really, really want to play, other than Awesome Knots. <laughs> yeah, Awesome Knots is great. But yeah, I don't know. Like the the ones that do do direct control, like do the do. third person ones, the like what's it called? Smite. Smite. Yeah. It's just not very good. I don't like Smite. At God all. damn it! Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was the one good thing. And it was so far ahead of the game. It's technically a MOBA before MOBAs were called MOBAs. And well, it wasn't was really good at it. LAPD cop technically a MOBA. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, we've talked about this before as well. Yeah, LA. What, what was it called? Was it actually. 20 something, wasn't it? LA. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. But yeah, that, that game was actually a MOBA. <laughs> it, it, it was that quite, was amazing. It was pretty good. <laughs> I love that game. For a PlayStation I, 1... I still love that game. I've I played it fairly recently. For like, a PlayStation 1 a multiplayer so. mode, that was... That was something. That was one of my favourite games on PlayStation. Oh, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a stupid but pretty great game. I mean, there were bits of it that were, like, kind of... Level design was quite oh, yeah. janky. It was just before, you know, in the days where people were still trying to figure out how to guide you through 3D worlds, and it's like, where the bloody hell am I supposed to go? Um, Camera angles. Yeah. There was a lot of that in that game, but you, you, you know, it was just like I've got ridiculous weapons and I'm going to blow shit up as a walking chicken thing. It was awesome, and yeah, as far as I'm concerned, the first MOBA I've ever played. It's multiplayer. Multiplayer was really clever. Yeah, it was good. It was a good game. Future Cop. Yeah, Future Cop. Yeah, it was. Future Cop LAPD or something. Yeah, that was yeah. it. How about? If we're talking about games that are actually lovers, mm. how about Return Fire? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that was kind man. Of cool. You might be, but there's I no, love that game. As well. there, there isn't really a mob around on that. There's not really. Yeah, a... There are mobs. They're like there's turrets and little dudes that don't really do anything, but yeah, <laughs> but just, they're around. You, you just run them over. There's not, there isn't really a creep, and the creep's not really important. But there's turrets. And that's turrets. like the major thing. You're trying to fight your way into the enemy base to get the flag. Yeah. That's very like how the MOBA thing works. Uh, yeah, it's not really a... No, it's not really. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's, funny. It's, it's not really a MOBA, but yeah, there's, there, there are some... Uh, there's even character classes, basically. <laughs> you kind of. That was a great game. That's a weird game. I used to love that game. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun as a kid. I think I bet it doesn't hold up at all. Well. No, probably not. 
It's like ancient now. And that giant single web file. Well, which probably isn't giant by today's standards. <laughs> no, probably but, not. You know, that had all of this. I mean, it is the web file, so that automatically makes it pretty very big. Yeah, the bulk of that game, wasn't it? Like the actual game code was like a few megs here and there. Like but the just single web file that had all the vehicle music in it. Yep. Very important. <laughs> wasn't the same game without it. No, definitely wasn't. <laughs> You need to ride the Valkyries as a helicopter. Yep, definitely. Or do I always do and do nothing but tank? Always tank. No, the missile launcher. Oh, sorry, yeah, missile tank. launcher. Yeah, that was it. Sorry, not that, I forgot that thing. <laughs> I only remembered the tank, the jeep, and the chopper. What's <laughs> that fire? So, any more games? Give us anything else. Um, any more games? Any more Starcraft games? 2. Yep. I played the second campaign. <laughs> I haven't got to the third one yet. Uh, well, I have now, but <laughs> there go. Yes. I haven't started it yet. But yeah, was, you, when, when uh, you the get... campaign's actually pretty fun on that. No, like, apparently, that's pretty good. Yeah, they're yeah. really good. Although, I I don't know the detail, but apparently, the ending to the third one is all kinds of messed up. Well, they is it? it was basically like the whole of StarCraft Two is like a horrible mess in terms well, of like yeah. all the. It's basically they've done the classic thing of just like all the story threads are mashing into each other and then they all have to get tied up at some point as well. Yeah. <laughs> the, the resolution they choose is apparently insane. It's pretty... And quite I, I final for StarCraft, perhaps, is the other implication. Well, uh, the story's pretty fucking complicated anyway to try and follow as you're playing through those campaigns. Yeah, like, it wasn't very complicated in the original StarCraft. <laughs> like, there's... Mutant aliens and these other aliens and then the humans and they all fight. Well, that's like, it. So like I hadn't played. <laughs> Once they started Earth. crossing everyone over, that was when it got problematic. Oh yeah, when you ended up with what is it? You got Kerrigan, Kerrigan and Zerg, it. and then you've got weird Zerg Protoss crossovers as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's like I played the first campaign years ago now. Oh sure. What is it like? Five years old now? Yeah, five years, something like that. And then obviously I only just started Seven years, played maybe. the second one. Like a few months ago, a couple of months ago. <laughs> so you have ago. to remember what the fuck was yeah, going on. And there's a handy thing that says, Oh, the story so far. Oh, I'll click cool. that. It lasts about 15 minutes. <laughs> and I had literally no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> so I was like, Yeah, I'm glad I watched that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just overly complicated. But if you just forget the story and just play the game, it's pretty good. It's got the, book. It's got the guy that was Q from Star Trek doing a Protoss voice. Mm. It's a protest voice so you can barely tell. Yeah, there's one character in the... Because the second one is the Zerg campaign. And um, there's one character called Abatha, and his voice is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. Hmm. Oh, it's probably the best-sounding character ever. It's so good. <laughs> Abatha, okay. I think no it's Abatha, something like that. But yeah, he's really cool. I think you've got my original... I have got your copy of StarCraft, yes. <laughs> of StarCraft 2. Yeah, the first one. Which I never actually installed. (laughs) I didn't think you would. (laughs) I thought about it for a bit, but then thought, I've got these other things to play, and then kind of got about it. Yeah, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I think I probably played it on too easy a difficulty. You reckon? Mm, Yeah, it wasn't particularly tough. Can you up it for the third part, you reckon? Yeah, maybe, but I kind of just enjoy playing the games without the difficulty. Mm. Like, I like just playing through it. Right, I don't yeah, want yeah, them yeah. to be hard, really. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it's the trouble. The classic trouble with like RTS games is like they tend to be such a time investment per level. You don't want yeah. to fail. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you spend like thirty minutes and then right at the end you're like, oh fuck, I didn't win. <laughs> I mean, I think like World in Conflict perhaps got around that, right? It had like checkpoints and 
Well, it was like much more ob- like objective oriented. Yeah. You weren't just building a massive yeah, force and then mashing them against each other. Yeah, you didn't have to do. Deal there wasn't much of that in the campaign, actually. No. Yeah. It, I mean, there's a lot of. There's a lot my, more objective based missions and stuff in Starcraft. Where's Star my Crossing. world in conflict follow up? Yeah, exactly. Another game that I can't, I can't remember made. who owns that now. It's well, it's, the, it used the to company be that made massive, massive is still a thing. Oh, massive! They made something Ubisoft, quite. Yeah, massive. They're making Ubisoft, and they they've worked on a lot of the Assassin's Creed games as one of the million studios. Well, that are, aren't they making the new divi- the division? They are working yeah, on the yeah. division. Yeah, I knew there was something they were making. Yeah, they are. They are indeed working on the division right now. Which actually looks pretty cool. I've played some of it already. Are you allowed to say that? Well, there was a beta, wasn't there? Oh, there was, was an a beta, was there? There yeah. was an alpha, yeah. <laughs> well, not beta, alpha, yeah. Okay. Played the alpha. It's pretty all right. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it'll be a fun game to play co-op, is what I'm thinking. That's what maybe, yeah, yeah. I think that game will entirely hinge on getting a team together. Yeah, like the missions and stuff are pretty fun to do. do. And obviously all the loot and shit, which is always fun. Yep. Yeah. It's real Always world borderlands. Yeah, I mean, it is it's kind it's of paint cans you can shoot. It's kind of reminds me of like MMOs in some way because like groups of mobs keep respawning and yeah. shit like that. But it's pretty fun. Yeah, you played much Splatoon since Splatoon, we, we no, did it. I haven't played it since. Oh, what? <laughs> See, like I missed a comment last time. That actually... Like if it was on Xbox, I'd probably play it way more. <laughs> it's just because I don't particularly like playing the Wii. I think. <laughs> I just don't never feel the need to turn my Wii on. I mean, we we made a comment last time that like like with, I don't know if I said it to you while we were playing, but it's weird that like playing with you again and playing against, admittedly like level one to level five characters or whoever we were going up against, was kind of interesting. Not only because oh oh I have actually got better at this game kind of realization, but secondly, all of the people were European again, whereas at my level everyone's Japanese, and it's that's weird. I was so bad at that though. It's 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 easy in terms of shooters. (laughs) Yeah, I'm bad at it. It's the problem. (laughs) You just have to get once you get the hang of that motion aiming. It's like I turned all that off. Oh, really? (laughs) I couldn't deal with that. Oh man, I literally couldn't aim with that. Oh, that's my uh, that's my jam. (laughs) It's your secret. Yeah, I love I love that thing. Unless I get into like (laughs) the problem I have. The only problem I have with the motion controls is when it's a proper. Oh my god! Moment as you obviously freak out and like you go, <laughs> and then, then you shoot all over the place, and the, and you lose that round. But it's like there you go. If you're doing it, if you're if you're the guy in control of the situation, that, that motion controls are great. I love it. I just can't be bothered with motion controls anymore. <laughs> I'm just kind of done with that. I mean, there are circumstances where it's still cool. Splatoon is the one. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. I just can't be bored of it all now. Yeah. Well, let's see. Star Fox is. Oh wait, Star Fox is like I think got a June release date. Maybe that's news. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of hoping that's still good. Well, they've given it so much more time now. Yeah. That, that you know in the incubator, and I didn't think it was terrible at EGX, but I may I may be one of the few, <laughs> as it turns out. But you know, it's had a lot more time. Maybe it'll be. A bit stronger, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that weird dual screen mechanic works. Yeah, suddenly they they will come back and it will be about a planet of dinosaurs somehow. <laughs> Whoops! <Yeah. laughs> oh man, what we did? Tricky's back. Oh god, he can fly an R wing now. I'm surprised that hasn't already happened. Really, <laughs> he's got no hands. 
So? <laughs> a little bit of some sort of robot appendage. Yeah, they could quite easily come up with but it is dinosaur controls control spaceships. It is in a universe where Arwen pilots had their legs chopped off. Um, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> supposedly. Because everyone has robot legs. So that's Gibbs' game. That is Gibbs' game. I've played some other things. But oh, yes, of course. Plenty like, of other things. Like Roundabout I played. That was pretty funny. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of pointless in a way because... <laughs> <laughs> they aren't able to bring a description of that game. Well, like, the game's fine and everything. Like, it's good fun. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy playing it. But it's, it's just like... You can play through the game and not give any shits at all. And it was, you can still play through it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you can't fail, really. Oh, really? Oh, okay, so it's not like I, I assumed it was more like kura kura kura, and that's yeah, no. like level of like oh, two hits and you're out kind of thing. You die, but you just carry on. Oh, weird. So it's like you can't really fail. I mean, there's obviously challenges that you have to get within the missions if you want to. Oh, but generally oh, okay. speaking, you I can just play the, the structure of this game. Then you can literally just plow through it and just die all the time and don't give a fuck. <laughs> Which is how I like to play because I, I I really don't like. <laughs> perfecting things when I play I just like okay. to play it for fun I think there are certain games where that, that really where the perfectionist route grabs you and you keep yeah. going at it but, no. but yeah there aren't many I mean if I wanted to I could go back and redo all the missions and do them better and stuff but I really just don't care I just want to play it and have fun you know that's, that's how I play games now like, I just I don't have time to do it better half yeah, the time I mean that's a, that's a sign of just losing more and more time to there's so, there's so many games now, I don't have time to yeah, there's that too. play them properly. In a way, that's my thing. Like, I'd quite like to play more games rather than sink more time into a single one. It's like, yeah, it's uh, like uh, I, could, uh, I could put a game on extremely hard and struggle yeah. through it, but I'd ha- just have more fun playing it on medium and just get through it. Yeah, it's like I've kind of fallen off trying to finish Halo 5 and Legendary for that reason. Like, in a way, I just, I just sort of stopped. It's like I'd rather just play the multiplayer and have a good time. Yeah. And it's like, I do want to finish that game in Legendary. I do want to see what the secret ending is. Um, legitimately, before I look it up online. Yes, exactly. Um, but I just haven't found my... The problem, right, this is kind of tying into what I... Like, the last time I played Halo 5's campaign was the first time you meet Warden Eternal, which is one of those kind of terrible boss fights in that game where it's clearly designed for co-op, because you need one guy to distract him and your other guys to shoot him in the back. Um, or... You, you know, need to get lucky and get yourself a super weapon before the fight. Um, in which case, you're going to be okay. But man, that was the single crappest bit of Halo I've played in a long time. Was trying to do that boss in single player legendary. That was not a great deal of fun. And that's only the first one of those. There's like he appears several times later in the campaign, and one time there's like six of him at once. Uh, like spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. <laughs> but boy, yeah, that's. That's a that's a bastard. He t- he turns up in Warzone like Warden Eternal, so you might have seen him there. But yeah, yeah, I, I know who he is. He's a, he's an asshole. <laughs> he's actually a kind of cool character in the game. And if you have like, <laughs> he has some funny things to say if you're playing with "I would have been your daddy" mode uh, turned on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's in a super annoying boss to fight. And uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to. I think that put me off doing any more of it because it's like I know I'm gonna have to fight you again. Well, I'll play with you on Legendary if you want. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll be. Uh, like, I'm trying to do it in like um, the runs of fi- finding all the stuff as well. Oh, and, uh, so I'm using a guide. I have to admit. Yeah, that, that's part of the thing as well with games. Like collectibles, man. Collectibles. Yeah, I, 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 I talked about I this before. Can't be bothered with yeah. it. 
I, I want that Chivo, but at the same time, it's like, ugh, I'm not really interested in your random audio logs. It's like achievements, just like going on a bit of a tangent, the achievements themselves are often pretty stupid now. Like the Tomb Raider ones were stuff like, oh, you have to kill six people and six bullets with this gun and stuff like that. It's like... Oh, oh I kind of like those, those Yeah, no, 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 there's they're, nothing they're wrong with it. They're more inventive. But at the same time, like, I, if I'm playing the game, you can at least make it relevant to what I'm doing in the game oh, rather maybe, than make well, me try and do something I really don't want to do. I suppose Tomb Raider is one of those ones where maybe they could tie it to, like, well, a, I guess, a, a, a costume unlock or, or a secret, like, benefit to one of your guns, maybe. Well, or... I guess the point is it's supposed to be done in the secondary modes, which are, like, Oh, the, the challenge score, modes. Yeah, right, the challenge yeah. and score modes or whatever, which kind of makes more sense, I guess. But, Maybe, yeah. But just achievements like that in general kind of... Like, if it has a point in the game, then yeah, but generally a lot of these achievements now, like nearly 50% of achievements in games, you're not going to get from playing the game. Unless no, you do well, stupid there'll, stuff. Be, there'll be odd stuff, yeah. I mean, Halo has, has, has always had quite a lot of those. All Microsoft games tend to do that. I, I quite like them when they're more inventive. I mean, yes, I'm a bit of a, I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder for like, like you know, when I have, when I'm starting to play a game, I kind of want to get a decent amount of the achievements. Like, I don't have to get them all. But yeah. I kind of want to feel like I've got a suit, a, a, you know, I've had a suitable number of achievements for the amount of time I've put into the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, on Steam, that does. I mean, I even care about it a little bit on Steam, which is stupid because Steam I, I achievements mean nothing, Steam. right? They don't mean anything anywhere. But Steam has that one annoying stat that I really want to push up, which is like, oh, average ga- oh, achievement right, yeah. completion, and mine's at like forty-four percent. And just starting a game always knocks it down by a percent. So then I feel like it's like on, on average, and it's like, oh man, I need to I need to push this this achievement rating up you so were, I can. You were screwed with that from the start because you played Team Fortress. <laughs> Well, which yeah. has like 500 achievements and you're only going to get like 200. Not, yeah, so I've got like 60% of them though. It's like... <laughs> yes, but it's never going to get any higher than that. No, but 60% is higher than my average, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and there are certain games where the achievements are just intentionally impossible. Like, like really, really difficult things. Or Rob's favourite thing about Dirt Rally. Impossible? No, the achievement from playing it in early access. Well, yeah, that's, oh, wow. that's kind of what I meant. Like, if you bought the game now, it's impossible to 100% that game. Wow, that's kind of stupid. Yeah. Yep. I don't agree with that at all. Nope, that's dumb. I mean, Xbox have been known to do that as well, but they've like made them zero game a score at least. I mean, you couldn't 100% the game, but... Like what? Uh, I can't really remember. There were certain... I don't think there's any games that you can't complete if you didn't buy it early. Uh, oh no, no, so not by early, but like weird event things, perhaps things you couldn't like one off. Yeah, oh maybe, yeah. And like they were, do you remember Dead or Alive Four had achievements for de-ranking your player? Like, so you started at like rank C or something, and there were zero point achievements for getting it down to F oh, God. or something. So you had to purposefully go into fights and throw them at <laughs> to get zero point achievements. It's the worst. <laughs> And then work your way back up to get the ridiculous rank achievements, which are super hard to get. Yep, ridiculous. <laughs> and worth points. Blah. Achievement. Mm. Achievements are stupid, but weirdly, just because they're a way of... Just because they're a metric... Yeah. You kind of want them to be higher. Speaking I want of, the numbers to go up. Speaking of games kippers potentially played and achievements and stuff like that, and games kippers that wants to play in a casual kind of way... Yeah. I played quite a lot of Binding of Isaac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I started best. playing that again. <laughs> so did kippers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that Rebirth version. 
Yeah, I, I just got the afterbirth. Yeah, you got the it. you got the expansion as well, which apparently is even more ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I've played quite a lot of Rebirth, and that seems like a real easy version of that game compared to the Flash one. <laughs> Comparatively, I mean, apart from it, just works better in general, which is nice. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's easier, but at the start, it definitely is. Well, I mean, at the start, you've sort of, if you've played the previous one, you've sort of got the advantage of yeah. the game is easier at the start because that's just how that just game works. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they but... change the curve so it just starts easier. No, I mean, even the original Isaac, uh, is Isaac, Isaac. <laughs> is, is also easier Isaac. at the start because there's like, you know, there's the actual thing where once you beat mum's heart it, like the game just gets harder like more champion enemies different versions of champion enemies different multiple flaws and stuff yeah mm. different flaws different versions of the flaws so oh, starting okay. fresh in rebirth it is like it it's is literally be. easier yeah yeah <laughs> oh i see right because you've gone back to a zero safe and, it, and does it not do that once you've beaten to a certain point does it make the whole game harder well, yeah, yes. there as but, well? it, but you build back up to that through right. the same because you've or if you've come off the original like you, you're used to it being harder sure but in general, does, does I think... Does anyone offer you the ability to go back and play it as if you hadn't? Yeah, it has save files now, which is actually nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, like, I kind of want it to like be an option, right? To just be like, I want to start a run at this level before I did these things. Well, like, you just making you save files. I mean. Yeah, I know, but that's, that's not quite the same. It's Maybe there was like, a middle ground where it was most enjoyable for you before things got like. <laughs> yeah, but most of the difficulty comes from what items you get. Yeah. And I think that's also the other for, other thing that I've been finding a lot in the early runs is like it's better right before you've unlocked a lot of stuff, it seems easier because there is just like the there's very few general. things that are actually going to fuck you <laughs> as much. Yeah, but mostly. There's, there's well, I think there's like three or four times the amount of items in the original than in the original once you've got afterbirth. Yeah. So I, I'm finding it really tough because there's a lot of shit items in there. Well, so I keep getting really shit items. It's like it's been weird, like the, the starting from fresh and just all the runs that I've been playing. I don't think I've had, without the expansion, obviously, but I don't think I've had a single case where I've actually fucked, got like got fucked by because obviously uh, in the early game you're just touching everything because you want to unlock it for the list. <laughs> So you're just picking up everything, even though you don't know what the fuck it does. But I don't think I've really had a case where it screwed me. I think they've almost always come out viable somehow. I don't know if that... I mean, that could just be like, of course, because the whole game is like yeah. to some extent. But I've been finding it quite easy. But it, it, it's not like things don't work together. It's just getting a good item at all. Really. Yeah, I mean, you can... Because you, you can you, get a load of items that work together but they're just utter shit yeah if you suck at, if you like get sucky stuff right at the start that is of course and just makes everything yeah. way more difficult that, that's pretty much my experience with the original Binding of Isaac I, my luck in games in general yeah. is, is super low so like like my, the majority of times I've played that game my the first thing I would get would be like oh yeah tears down oh great yeah. I'm screwed now really badly and I won't get a t- single tears update, update for the rest of the game it's just like for example I had a run because I'm recording that as a video series yeah. on a new save and um my second run, which I haven't actually uploaded yet, was like, um, I was doing really well. I was right up to the last floor, but because I didn't get any health drops for like three floors, I died. Mm. <laughs> because I didn't get a single fucking health drop. Well, so, I but, think the, yeah. the one thing that is more difficult about the new version compared to the old version is the health management. Because now, yeah, yeah, yeah. now that you can't go off, yeah, now that you can't overstack, it's like, 
you actually sometimes have to think, I don't want that HP up because I want to still have space for Soul Hearts because I'm still giving Soul Hearts. I see. You want to have them available to fill up that last bit of your health bar or whatever, or sometimes you don't, or sometimes you don't want any health. And of course, relative related to that is like, because now there's slightly less chance of getting health up <laughs> anyway, mm. it like changes the dynamic of what devil room items you want to take because they sacrifice your health and all that stuff. So that's a very complicated a game. game. Yes, you have to like, like learn it, but yeah, the way everything combines better now is just, uh, you know, yeah. it makes it, I, I think that makes it easier because it's easier to find synergies without like risking things. Yeah. Because you can get stuff early where you're like, this doesn't really work with anything now, but chances are it probably will. Mm. <laughs> you don't have to like plan like for a one-off that might happen. It's like, this thing probably combines with two or three other things that I might get. Yeah. So yeah, that's been ridiculous. Yeah, Afterbirth is definitely harder than Rebirth. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Because some, some like of the new it. enemies are well tough. Like, there's a really early enemy, which is like a... You know, like the Diglett thing. Yeah. There's one like that, but he comes out and he makes, like, the rock waves come out. Oh, right. And yeah. he has homing tears and something as well. And that's, like, on the floor one and two that like, you get those. any enemies with homing tears is just, like, that's kind of getting ridiculous already. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's way tougher. Because really, like, homing tears on enemies is... That's kind of dumb because the whole point of the game is to be able to avoid the bullets and when they hold on to you that makes it near impossible unless well, you're like curving them around you as you move which is well, like the, the whole thing with the game off. was it was it was designed in a way that it's not supposed to be fair <laughs> so things well, like sure. that can happen but that, that, that's like that's that's unfair in like the mechanical way that the game works because it's like it the, feels against what the game's trying to achieve. Yeah, because they are generally it's like a bullet hell style thing, and you're yeah. meant to be dodging the shots mostly. That's the, like that's how you yeah, survive. It's unfair. You could say that about a lot of things about the game, though. Like there's rooms where you physically can't avoid something. Like you spawn in a room. Not like, as often as they used to be. Oh, no, in Afterbirth, it happens more <laughs> okay. because you now get thin rooms. Oh yeah, the thin rooms, thin and small rooms. Where you oh, physically you can't avoid stuff sometimes. Oh no! So it's unfair in that way, but that is kind of how it was designed. Like it's supposed to be unfair at times. You're not, you're not supposed to have a. You're supposed uh, to have the times where you physically. The game is the draw. Yeah. In a way. But if you have that right, a uh, few right items, <laughs> then it won't damage you. I, I can see why. Yeah, to me, I think I'm like. For my own personal preferences, I, I might be a little bit on Zach's side, but I, but yeah. I, but I'm I can see why the game is like this. That is that is the game. That is its thing. Yeah. No, I understand what Zach's saying. Like the homing, yeah. it is kind of against the of avoiding bullets and stuff. But then there's so many other unfair things in the game as well. That's not really going to take anything away from the game from having that in it. Can you see the small rooms on the map, or do they just appear as normal? No, rooms? you can see them on the map. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Because that makes it slightly more fair in theory. Something something I've noticed about it, though, is the boss room is nearly always through those rooms. (laughs) Well, okay. They've designed it so you have, like, when you get large rooms. Yeah. Nine, like, pretty much every time you'll have to go through that room to get to the boss room. Yeah. Just because that's how it's been designed. I mean, there's very rarely cases where there will even be a loop where, like, there's multiple ways to go around something. That's just sort of how that is by default. Yes, like... (laughs) But there are different routes, aren't there? Yeah. But you can guarantee if you find a big room, the boss room will be through that somewhere. (laughs) So uh, there's something I've noticed. Like, it seems to be a pattern there that if there is a special room, 
then you're kind of more likely to be forced for it. Mm. Which is, I think is kind of a bit stupid. Like, I don't think it should be that way. The, well, yeah. It kind of takes away from the randomness of it, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe. If you see a big room, you're like, well, I'm going to have to go through that to get to the boss. Well, yeah, I suppose. So as soon as you see that, you're like... Based on my experience, but doesn't anyway. that sort of help you in some ways? It can like do you, if you want to get to the boss room first, or if you're trying to finish the, or, or alternatively, like if you're trying to flush the floor out. At least that's a, like a, an anchor in a way. Yeah. It's like, oh, I need to not go this way because I, I want to see the other rooms. And yeah, it can work both ways though. Kind mm. of it just depends what's in the room. <laughs> that's the important. Yes, thing. <laughs> if you get something that really sucks in there. But yeah, that's just part of the fun of the game, isn't it? Yep, and. You know, I really enjoy it. The other thing that's even when it is unfair. <laughs> the other thing that's obviously cooler about this version is the fact that there's so many more combinations that actually oh, there's, work. Yeah, there's hundreds now. The ridiculous things you can make is stupid. I mean, I had homing brimstone one time, and that was ridiculous. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't even have to aim; you just fire vaguely in the middle of the room, and it hits literally everything because it just wheels around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty funny combinations you can get. I haven't had quad anything interesting yet. I want, you know, quad brimstone. I mean, come on. Everyone wants that, surely. <laughs> That's got to be done. Quad damage. But yeah, I've played quite a lot of it. I have i haven't played that much of it. I've think, already really. got Golden God, so you Oh, know. really? <laughs> yep. Oh, well, yeah, I haven't played that much. I've barely completed a run on it yet. <laughs> it was dumb. I've, like, the trouble is that, like, there comes a point where you just... The, if you, if you have a good run, you tend to become insanely overpowered. Not yeah. just, like, slightly overpowered, you just become ridiculously overpowered. <laughs> like Homing Brimstone, where you don't have to aim, you just fire as soon as you walk in the room and everything dies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I had another one where I had... I, had the, I think I had a... I, I had chocolate milk, but I was using it rapid fire by just tapping the button. Because I had shielded tears that absorb enemy bullets, yeah, and they split easy. on the impact. Oh. So I was just like, when you get to the mum's heart fight where it's meant to be a bullet hell thing, just mash the button super fast and it can never shoot you because your bullets are just overtaking it and uh, they're hitting wow. it. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, sometimes, sometimes you become a bit ridiculous. Maybe too ridiculous. And there's certain... I saw... I was watching a video of it on someone's channel where it was like they had they got two of the items that give you bonus items so they were getting four times oh as many God. items and like they went into the gambling room and like the entire floor was just covered in coins after about two seconds because <laughs> it was just like everything I do is giving me four times as much stuff that's quite funny <laughs> kind of pointless at the same point of course yeah. you just max out the money and you don't need that many bombs or keys really so <laughs> but still funny yeah it's just fun isn't it fun little things like that can happen in it and that's what makes it great mm. like it's just it's it's because every time you play it it's completely different yeah like you're never gonna get the same run twice unless of course you play the seed yes the same seed or whatever then oh, they, they've bit. allowed that they, like, yeah which is, yeah it's pretty cool mm. and there are certain things that you'll probably you know you'll naturally go for at some point and some stuff that's like you almost can't really refrain from going for it like guffy transformation like it's actually really easy to get that now because the, they turn just up in red chests all the time yeah. and there's more of them. Yeah, and it's like why wouldn't you? It's just a bonus at a certain point, so you may as well always pick those up unless it's like nine lives and maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, 
That's Isaac. Yeah, it's it's still really good. Yep, it's still a good... It's a better version of that game. Better than the Flash version. <laughs> as far as, like, money for value goes, I think that's probably one of the sure. best games for that. Especially if you Cause it's buy it on a sale. If, if you get into it, I think that's the trick. Because I didn't end up playing the original that much. Like, I think I may have... I'm not sure I even beat the original bum boss. I think I got to it several times and then just got obliterated. And just like, nope, I'm, I haven't had... I haven't seen the good run, I think, when I've been playing that game. It's just been frustrating more than interesting. That's probably why the, the newer version is actually also a bonus, because there's ways to... Mm. I mean, you, I mean, there's a, there's, I guess you could play Eden once you've got some of those, because that's always a fun way to just start powerful. <laughs> yeah, there's also there's, there's a lot of other characters in that game now as well. Like, Azazel's pretty fun. Like, it makes it pretty easy. Yeah, I mean... He has his disadvantage of range. Yeah, really, the range is pretty shit, yeah, but overall he's pretty good. Massive damage output. <laughs> but you, then again, that's still something you have to unlock. Like I said, it's, like, it's still something you have to unlock. And there's still a certain barrier to overcome yeah. of just base Isaac runs to even get, to get there, anything yeah. interesting. But I feel like that's probably easier in the new version yeah. of the game. But it's like, even if you lose every run, eventually you're going to unlock stuff just yeah. from keep playing it, you know what I mean? Touch every item. <laughs> you gotta go. You you're gonna unlock characters. You're gonna unlock new items just from playing it, even if you lose all the time. So there's stuff to gain. And if you like, want to see something really fancy, you could always go and play a challenge. Yeah, the see something real dumb. The challenges are pretty funny. What was the one I did the other day? Oh, it was the. It was cat got your tongue. That was oh, the, the hairball. Oh my god! You you Jesus. can't shoot tears, and right. the only way you can kill things is with your. Freaking hairball that it's, you have rotating around you that you have to oh swing like man. a swing like a mace. Yeah. Oh wow, that's kind of cool. I did it eventually, but that was freaking hard. Yeah, I did. I had. I think the last one I was. I've just been going down the list, but the last one I tried was the suicide king, which is bloody difficult. You have a boomerang if a character is. Oh god. And it's like, so if you miss hitting an enemy, it comes back and hits you, <laughs> which is virtually <laughs> impossible to manage. <laughs> There's a challenge in Afterbirth that someone was telling me about the other day, which is if your tears hit the walls or floor, you take damage. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. So you literally have to hit 100% with every, yeah, or you just kill yourself. Jeez, that game. And of course, because it's a challenge, you don't get item rooms. Yeah. So it makes it Can't even change harder. your luck. Yeah, I don't know if you've tried the challenge, but when you play oh, a challenge. I, I didn't even know this was a thing. When you play a challenge, you don't get item rooms. Wow, okay. So you literally have to rely on what you find in the level of the boss or whatever. Yeah. A very fixed level, yeah. Yeah, but they're very tough a lot of the time. Yep. Jeez. But still hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. where you see some of the possibilities of the combinations. Yeah. Like there's one that's orbital, isn't there? So yeah. Like, and you, basically your tears, just, yeah, your, your tears just constantly go around you in like an orbit rather than going out. <laughs> I, I got that as just in normal runs like three or four times in yeah. the early game and it's like it's virtually impossible to use unless you've got yeah. something to combine it with. <laughs> like with base Isaac tear firing, that's actually not a good thing to pick up no, quite it's early. pretty horrendous. <laughs> Especially when you get like those spiders. Yeah, the uh, spiders are just generally like almost the most difficult thing to hit, almost yeah. like regardless of what you're using. It's because they dive at you. You have to keep them at range, but not too far because then they're difficult to hit a different way. 
And I don't really like like those big spiders that can jump from miles away. Yeah, I hate those. But like that's kind of annoying as well. There's a lot of things I hate in that game. <laughs> well, naturally. <laughs> so yeah, I've played a lot of that, and that was mostly all that I played. In fact, I played some amount of Starbound again because of that last patch that went up the combat update, the second combat update, yeah, I guess, yeah. that we talked about. I really like that game, though. I think it's a great game. It's fine, but the trouble is that, like, they're supposedly they're basically one more patch away from release. There's going to be one more big major patch and then the release patch. And in the last two or three patches, probably since you even last played yeah, it... Yeah, I haven't played it for a while. Nothing's really changed in terms of, like, the game it's all been mechanical stuff so like i mean this combat update they've rebalanced the combat again for like the second time for some reason and introduced like uh like custom designed enemies rather than randomly generated enemies oh, okay which is sort of nice apart from it i'm not sure if this is just because they want to show it off but those enemies get reused way too much mm. like you'll see the same ones over and over and there's not that many of them really mm. So that remains to be seen whether that will change. But so they changed the mechanics of like the combat again. But there's still no more missions and there's no more story. Oh, and it's right. like that's kind of important for the 1.0 release, the actual progression of how like you get your ship yeah. and stuff. There's that's still those the dumb side was... quests where it's like bring me a single item that you can find. This is the major thing that you know Kerbal was holding back for, wasn't it? They they wanted to have their progression systems down as yeah. well as improving some of the physics. But you know, yeah. So, you know, the, the, it's, it do, it's, seems like they haven't been making much progress for as long as it's taking, but like, mm. and then it seems like, do they have enough time to make as much stuff as it seems like they need to? But maybe it's just that they haven't released it. Like, maybe they already have all the plans for the missions and the progress and all that, and it's just not, they don't want to put that in in the pre-release version, because then it won't, then everyone will play it <laughs> before it mm. comes out, for real. Yeah. So it remains to be seen how that turns out. The new combat is okay. I thought it was going to be bad because they reintroduced contact damage on enemies, which I thought they took out for a reason, but they put it back in, uh, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. It's manageable. And the new weapon abilities are actually pretty cool. Like, all the different weird things you can do. Mainly I just found a sword that lets me do another type of dash. So obviously <laughs> I had that because that makes it well faster travel because you just yeah. go whoop, <laughs> straight for all the enemies. It's very useful. Especially because the actual tech dash is really shit now. They nerfed that to hell. Yeah, really? It really sucks. It's like it's shorter range, and you can't do that trick where if you jump, you gain extra oh, momentum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they got rid of that, and oh, I was like, no. oh, that sucks. But luckily I found a sword instead that will more or less do the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, that game's fun. I like that game. Yes. I'm just like, hopefully when it comes out and they've finished building all their systems and, like, maybe farming doesn't suck as much and, like, it's actually maybe yeah. a system rather like, than like just... Me, me and Jamie kind of hit a wall with that. Yeah, I mean... Because a lot of the missions were you need to find this specific item. Yeah. I just... You basically have to just go to random planets until you find it. And it's just, like, I didn't particularly enjoy doing that. It's like, I like having stuff that I can do anywhere. Yeah. I mean, they they did sort of improve the mission structure slightly now that they've started adding this, like, base building aspect where you can bring in, like, tenants into buildings that you make and then they can generate missions for you as well related to, like, upgrading the town. Oh, like, okay. build, build a house for my neighbour and then you oh, have to build it in a specific cool. way. Hmm. 
So that's sort of nice, but, you know, farming is still the least developed system. And they always said, it was like, well, we want to make farming a viable career. Like, you can grow crops and then sell them for money. And, like, if you make better crops and combine them into food, like, and, you know, you could do that now, but it'd be well well boring. (laughs) Yeah, that stuff always seemed kind of pointless in some way. (laughs) I didn't like when they changed the farming system to make it so that the plants actually require water. Hmm. That was the problem. Because now you, every time the plants grow a stage, it dries out the soil, so you have to run over there and water it again. Oh, God. It's just like, that's just boring micromanagement. It's no fun at all. You yeah, can't. That, that wasn't there last time. No. It. Can't build a machine to do that for you. Well, that's what I've been trying to think about. But the trouble is, like, you could theoretically build timed doors that would drop water onto the fields to also water it. But you have to have a very precise amount of water because if you put too much water in, the crops pop out of the ground. Oh. <laughs> so you'd have to be real careful with that. I th- was thinking about trying to make a system to do it, but I don't know. Save that for release. Maybe everything will be different and it won't matter. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there'll just be a like a sprinkler you can build that's just an item that will do it or something. Who knows? So that's our round. And uh, I also, on the 3DS... Well, on the 3DS, the first thing to say is when we went and saw Star Wars in, like, mid-December, mm. when it came out, yeah. I took my 3DS with me because I was like, holy shit, this is my <laughs> yeah. chance for Street Pass because this is the most number of people I'm ever going to be next to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I got, like, eight Street Passes out of that. <laughs> but weirdly, like, ever since then... Pretty much every time I've gone out with my 3DS in my bag, I've still got one or two street passes. Oh. It's just like, has, did the 3DS become a Christmas present suddenly? Yes, that is exactly right. <laughs> well, no, but I meant, like, this year of all years, suddenly it's the Christmas present that apparently everyone has. It's not like there's been, like, a brain training or something come out that makes it no. like, super, like... Like, there's no reason for people to suddenly have more of them, but apparently they do. Like, I get street passes when I go to Tesco's, and I'm like, that's weird. (laughs) Maybe one of the Tesco staff has it. Well, I got two last time I went. Interestingly, I got... They're time-stamped, so I got, like, one one pretty much when I entered Tesco's and one when I left, (laughs) which is weird. Hmm. It was weirdly timed to the exact amount of time I was in Tesco's. So, yeah, I've got some more street passes, which is nice, I guess. Complete some more puzzle panel crap with anyone who actually has puzzle panel pieces. <laughs> Which, you know, because those are a street fast thing, not everyone has that many. <laughs> but mainly, I've been playing... I played some more Steam World Heist, which, you know, that's continued to be fine. A good game. I haven't really progressed the story that much. I've just been graining because I wanted to level everyone up evenly to see if they got interesting seals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's still fine. Unlock some more hats. Yeah, it's all about the hats, okay. <laughs> yep. I had, there's been this one mission that I've been trying to get specific, these, the hat spawns as like semi-random. So like if you replay the same mission, occasionally one guy might have an interesting hat, but not every time. Mm. And there's this one mission I've been replaying, which is maybe not the best place to even try and harvest a hat from, but basically it's this mission where you open the door and it's basically a freeway fight between you and then two other enemy factions. And it's really awkward to try and claim the hats because it's like you have to try and get into a position to shoot the hat off the guy before they fight each other and kill each other. Oh, I see. (laughs) Which is really awkward. A bit of a race against time. And also that's like one of the levels that has a set layout. (laughs) which And the set layout kind of sucks for Mm. doing anything really. 
It's like as soon as you move into the arena, you just expose yourself to a ridiculous amount of fire because you're way high up and everyone can shoot up through the floor into you. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, the cover that's up there doesn't actually help. <laughs> so that's kind of annoying, but, uh, yeah, I've been continuing to play that a bit. We'll see how that goes. And on the, also on the 3DS, I've been continuing to play the dumb free-to-play Pokemon Picaros. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is... You still haven't hit the limit, though, Lord. Well, no, I have hit the limit quite severely. Oh, I've okay. just been playing, like, the daily... The daily, what's it, to build up the money to unlock the next thing. And it's slowed down significantly. Mainly, I, it's like, I haven't quite reached the maximum level of the daily, which is really annoying. Because it's like, the, the daily challenges is like, do five of these 7x7 seven seven puzzles within a time limit, and then you level up. Mm. But I haven't managed to do, I don't get level 8 out of 10, because I can't do it fucking fast enough. <laughs> And there's like sometimes it just feels like it gives you ones that are really difficult, and sometimes they're kind of easier. But I still <coughs> managed to pull it off. I haven't put together the perfect set hmm. where I'm like, I can do this, like, and then just draw it in. But yeah, I've been grinding. I've been grinding that as much as it's possible to be ground, which isn't <laughs> much. So that's pretty much reaching the end of its life for me. And the, yeah. dumb, the dumb thing about it is like there's still a lot of stuff that's just ludicrously expensive that you'd never be able to get in the free to play. Like, because I think I mentioned it the first time we talked about it. It's like, it might as well be a demo rather than yeah. free to play. Like, the, the money limits for unlocking stuff is so harsh that once you've burned through the free money, it's just like you're done. <laughs> yeah, it's possible, but perhaps they've got the boundaries just about wrong. To, so it's, it's not really well, appealing I mean, anymore. Just, it's, it's like, it's just about wrong for progressing through the game like the base basic game but it's very very wrong for if you want to do any of the special like the alternate world and the like mega evolution pokemon yeah. that just stuff just costs a ludicrous amount and you're never going to be able to save up that much through just free to playing it so yeah that's kind of dumb and annoying yeah i got to make some money somehow Yes, but don't that. If you're going to try and make a free to play game, make a logical free to play game. Don't make an <laughs> illogical free to play game. Yeah, they didn't really understand what the concept was because yeah. it's like because it's such a harsh limit, like a demo. It it doesn't it doesn't trick you into buying small quantities of the currency over time. Oh, okay. It's like you hit the limit and then you're like, well, if I want to unlock this, I might as well buy enough to unlock it fully. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so they're not going to make more money than they could have from just selling it, is what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the, is, there not, is there not just like a, uh, like, oh, just unlock the game? Essentially, there is, yeah. Okay. But it's just like, that. that's the point. Yeah. It's like, you, it, because of that... They've made it so that it's not really going to sucker people into the free to free to play model. They didn't really understand what the concept of it was, <laughs> as Nintendo is wont to do. So Nintendo like solution. <laughs> yep. What have you played, Rob? Anything? Uh, conveniently, not a great deal because we're. I know we're running. We're running a bit long. Nah. I'm. I'm proper hungry now. I'm sure. Yeah. I really need the low, which yeah. doesn't help. So I will crap through this. Quickly. You put things out and put things in. Yep, definitely, <laughs> and it makes space. Um, they, I, I played some more NGS5, but I will talk more about that when Dan's about. Yep, that would be Africa kind of sucks. I don't know, since I've got there, that the game has been less fun. It's just more open is yeah, the problem. That is what people said about Africa. You just, you just sort of, the only, your only option is to crawl around everywhere. Really and, slowly. Yeah, and that will just like murder every dude you see, but yep. then like that, that go, can go wrong real fast. 
Um, also, I've been trying to use Quiet as a buddy to build up my bond level, like, like, cause people say that she's good and stuff, but she's, she's awful at scouting. Like, she doesn't highlight half the people in certain bases. Well, she's um, probably bad at the start, that's the thing. Yeah, well, she, she just doesn't, yeah, she just doesn't seem to, uh, to highlight all the people in bases. Like, I've managed to give her the Trank sniper rifle. Yeah. Um, better than the kill sniper rifle, but she still, it's not silenced. So when it goes off, the, everyone still goes into alert status and will occasionally start shooting at her, which I can't work out as a good or a bad thing because it makes them a bit more erratic. Their vision, like soldier vision noise gets better when they go, when they increase in, alert. um, yeah, when their alert status increases. And, uh, so sometimes you can take advantage of it because you can just, that they'll all, they'll all be facing where they think the sniper is, so yeah. you can like creep behind them in one particular direction. But then that makes you doubly screwed if uh, you're in between like firing lines and they're all looking one way, right? Because there'll always come a moment where you're going to cross someone's path, right? And they're not going to turn around because they're not in their normal route, and yeah, that becomes a bastard. You can, if you're lucky, you might be able to see the guy and tell Quiet to just shoot the fucker. Yep, but <laughs> it's. But then that doesn't help your alert status go down. You're just accentuating the <laughs> amount of time you're going to be in this state. So, I don't know. Uh, eventually you can get silenced sniper rifles, which is, you know, obviously stupid, but would be incredibly helpful. Um, so maybe that would be better. But, you know, at the moment D-Dog is still, is still, is still, well, the dog's bollocks. You know? <laughs> uh, but he's just... The problem is, it's like I don't want to call him in because if I want to get swap him out for something so I can traverse the world easier, he gets really upset, upset, and you lose your bond level, and the bond level is really important. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous, like, like character trait thing. Yeah. It's don't like, send <laughs> me away, please. Don't get me killed. Literally penalising you for swapping to other things that you've unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's only with the dog, I think. Like, if you swap Quiet out, for instance, she doesn't care. The dog in Fallout yeah. doesn't, give, doesn't give a shit. Yeah. The dog in Fallout will somehow make its way miles across the map back to your house if you tell it to. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's very convenient. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. I'm still playing it. Not as much as I used to. I'm not quite as... I think it, it's starting to wear thin, I think. Right. Like, you know, it needs to be doing more stuff than it is now. Um... Uh, and I guess the only other really thing, you know, no need to talk about Rocket League, no need to really talk about Halo, um, <laughs> is I've still been playing quite a bit more Fast Racing Neo. Mm. Freaking love that game. You, you unlock the faster. I've, I unlock the faster league, yeah. So I've gone from subsonic to supersonic, and it's quite a lot quicker and quite a lot harder. Um, to the point where the game gives you some stats about like where you place in each championship, like what your championship times were. Right. Gives you a nice internet ranking. And it's like the number of people that only a quarter of the people that managed to complete the first championship managed to complete the first championship of Supersonic. Hmm. So the drop off is quite large, <laughs> um, and I, I guess that makes sense because the game is hard for like a Nintendo platform game. It's difficult. Um, I suppose there has been news on the fast racing Neo front, right? Uh, Shinnan have said they are they're not doing DLC for the game. They they've taken the stance which I. Think is reasonably admirable that they've just like putting. We just wanted to put out the game, right? They just wanted to put. They wanted to make the game they wanted to make, and put it out yeah. and say this is the game in a very old school way. Yeah, that was what they were trying to do, and they've done that. You know, the game is complete. You know, it's. I you know the problem is is that I like it enough that I want more of it, 
and now that that's not going to happen, that's kind of a bummer. I assume but, you you see all the tracks before you've got all the speeds, right? Yeah, yeah. You play, you play. Yeah. It's got sixteen courses, which isn't you know, it's not a bad number, but it's um, yeah. You you see them all before while in sub in subsonic. So now in supersonic, you're just playing them all again, but faster. Yeah. And it's, and I'm, and I'm still finding myself drawn in by the time trial challenges, which even in subsonic are really hard. <laughs> Really hard, like I, I'd like figure out what is the, what is the correct machine for this course to eke out an extra second, so I can just beat this time. I'm like one second out on one of the courses, and it's like I really want to beat this because I think I'm doing perfect runs, but I'm, I must be doing something. <laughs> but apparently not. <laughs> yeah, there must be a quicker way of doing it. And like we were talking about before, these games where it demands perfection to do it, like, and sometimes that can't be, that isn't fun. Yeah. Here, that is absolutely the fun, and I love it. <laughs> and it's it's oh it's. Future racing, come back, man. I miss you. Oh, speaking of future racing, I did try out the Grip Alpha. All right. Oh yeah. Because I'm a kick, I'm a Kickstarter that. One. Okay, yeah. And uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, tell us about Grip again, just to remind. Uh, basically, on. it's it's like the roll cage. Oh, that's that, right? Yes, the okay. new roll cage. Yeah, basically, and it's it's is super early. You can tell it's super early in development, but it's still pretty awesome. Okay, they're onto something, you reckon? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculously fast. <laughs> yeah, and it looks really awesome because it's Unreal Engine four. Sweet. So it looks pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, it's super early, so it's pretty hard to tell much about it. But yeah, it's got a good start. Cool. Good. To hear. It could be good. They've probably got further of that than Formula Fusion has. <laughs> yeah, probably. Wait, wait. Well, I think, I think we better call it. Yep, fit me out there, which means you need to stand up. I do, very slowly, without making my bladder empty. Yeah. Oh, boy. Go on. <laughs> harder than it looks. Effort it up. <laughs> right. Okay, internet, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> okay, internet, that's your lot. Yep. Get out there and make gifts of things as you do. <laughs> that's what the internet does. All the gifts. Go forth and gift. <laughs> yeah. Give. Give it up. Give the gift of gift. Record some cats. <laughs> Come on. Bye. Bye. Bye.